Shut up and sit down. We're live right now. Yeah, we're live. We're coming to you live. We're, we're coming live to you live as a pre-recorded from podcast could possibly be. Live not from my house. That's that's the first trick. Where last night the storm, the, the crazy wind storm that we had last night, uh, blew our fence down. It blew my coworkers' winter dairy stuff down the road. Aww. <laughs> I had winter skip my delivery yesterday morning, actually, because I don't need any other stuff right now. So I would have blown away anyway. No, I have a cooler. So how's the, the Yeah, dogs? so did he. Yeah, you know, mine's in in the garden, like in the the flower bed next to the so, stairs. Yeah, it doesn't give her. Did much the dogs right get out with the fence down, or are they pretty good at staying? <laughs> well, so Chopper the Chihuahua, he he gets out anyway because the neighbors he can crawl under the fence because oh. their dog crawls under the fence to come into there our yard. Goes. Yeah, I mean they they hang out and play together. Well, he goes under their fence, and then they he can get out of their yard because um, the fence on the other side with the other neighbor is not sealed all the way. It's the shit. But he's, you know, he's a little 10-pound chihuahua, so he gets out. and He doesn't ever go anywhere, though, so I'm never too worried about it. He just runs to the front porch. He goes, he goes out, and then he just walks around the bottom of the circle and then just hangs out and, like, pees on neighbors' houses and stuff. And then <laughs> as soon as the door's open, he runs back. So that's not a big deal. Leah, on the other hand, would gallivant around the neighborhood. I've had someone call me when she got out of the fence because the stupid lawn people left our gate open once. Uh, and I got a call. I'm in, in Pleasant Grove working, and I get a call. Hey, uh, I found this cute pit bull at the uh, at the park. Uh, you wanna ha- <laughs> like, made it all the way to the park? And well, luckily, I'm not scared of pit bulls because most people would be. Yeah. So she just put her in her car. She brought like, her back to her house. Put <laughs> her in the backyard. Put her in the backyard. Close the gate for you. <laughs> like wow. sweet. Um, but uh, no. So, but the park's just the bottom of my circle. Uh-huh. But she had like to go the guy, around the, the block to the, get yeah, to Yeah, the it. people at the bottom of our circle, their backyard is oh, the park. Oh, so it's cut through. Yeah, but well, she, she had to run around through. the street. She had to go around the whole way. Yeah, but I mean, that's why you walk your dogs around the neighborhood, right? So they know where they're going, I guess. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the the fence is completely down. And so they just have, if they wander off, they just have free reign. So gotcha. uh, we had to make sure we tell Sean don't let the dogs out unless you go out with them. Don't let the dogs. They'll just Pretty go. They'll just, and if they're together, they'll just gallivant around the neighborhood. So. Well, I'm lucky us to call them for snow the next few days. Well, so. we saw some snow when we were picking Chris's car up after his 2,500 mile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the new Utah podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Hello. It's uh, episode 39. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, we are not in our house, like I said before. You're uh, in my house. That's we, right. We are. We are in Sarah Johnson's house, who is joining us tonight. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> and she has got some of the coolest stuff. stuff. And she's got a great pussy hat on. It's not pink. No, this is actually for an event we have coming up that we'll be talking about. Fantastic. She has a heated toilet seat, though, so I'm going to come <laughs> move in. Yeah, that's my that's my wife, Bree, wants the heated toilet seat. Yep. So she's going to leave me just for that. Yep. We got a great Many a man has left their man for my <laughs> toilet. <laughs> Many a woman, rather. Many a man. Guys, you'll have to tell me if it's as good for you. I found all the women love the toilet seat. I want to know what your experience is. It also has a dryer. Well, the, oh. Oh. <gasps> the trick is I don't really sit to pee, and I try not to do the other at other people's houses. True. Just, but I give you permission to sit on it and try. You don't have to drop a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> it still feel kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but you should try it. It was so lovely. I need it for my research. 
<laughs> it's all you're being helping science, yep. science. <laughs> this is in the name of science absolutely so before you so guys go you just have put to your go bare the cheeks on it and yep. see how you like it it was lovely yeah it's probably not that great from i opened the window like in the middle of winter like 20 below i'll still open the, the window in the bathroom because i like it cold so uh anyway <laughs> you like a cold toilet seat i do I did a lot. everything cold. Well, he's from Wyoming. He That's true. used to the outhouse. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have running water, you know, so. Uh, that guy making outhouse hey. jokes. That's Jeremy. Howdy. Uh, you did some driving today? Were you up in Park City? Yeah. I was up in Heber this morning. Dealing with Park City building department oh, yeah. is always a treat. But that's fun. But that's fun. I went to the Chili's in Layton. And that was pretty sucky. <laughs> Chili's in Layton. Chili's in Layton. 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 I've been corrected all day because I've been saying Leighton. Because you've been saying it right. And so they've been like, no, that's not where you went. <laughs> no, you went to Leighton. You went Leighton. There's a mall Layton. up there, Leighton Hills Mall. Leighton. You really don't want to go down to Hurricane then. <laughs> 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 we had that discussion. We've had that discussion. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then there's Jess. Hello. Jess. Jess went nowhere. Yes. Did you get any porn But she yet? brought me Holly Hobby. I that's sat true. at my desk all day. In the sh- in, you're still in the garage? In the yes, I am. Choking to death. Yep, every hey, day. So speaking of car dealerships, I just got my car back. That was awesome. So my power steering's been going out, and uh, I took it to the dealer, and I'm like, "Hey, my power steering's going out." And there's this other code for some, you know, evaporation system pump thing for emissions control, basically that I knew I had to get fixed. And they're like, "Okay, well, good news is that pump's like it's less than two hundred. It's like two hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars to repair." Uh, and then he's like, well, the steering, on the other hand, um, so the thing is, is this computer, it's this control module inside your steering column, and the computer's gone bad. Well, what causes that? Any and other things. Sometimes they just go bad. I've seen them go bad at 10,000 miles. I've seen them go 200,000 miles. So the bad news is, the only way to replace that is to replace the entire steering gear assembly, which is mm, like $2,000. Woohoo. I'm like, really? <laughs> the freaking circuit board on that thing is probably, you know, like a down payment smaller than my phone. And uh, I have to replace the entire assembly to replace that module. What a waste. It's a conspiracy. It is. Well, it's, it's wasteful. Just, it's, it totally is. It's poor design. It's poor design to have something like that that you can't replace on its own. That's just absolutely horrible design. So, anyway, uh, $2,000 to fix my car. I'm closer to 2500 when it was all said and done. Oh, it's like new. I wish, I wish. No, no. But now the power steering will go out when you're making turns. Is I'm I'm like seventy eight thousand miles on that car, which is way too many miles for the the age of the car. But six thousand miles out of warranty, uh, and that goes sucks. out. Yeah, that's part of the computer chip. It's programmed when you roll your miles. You can buy an extended <laughs> warranty. You know, oh, I did. You did. Oh, good. That was past the extended warranty. Oh, so <laughs> you can buy another one. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think I'm going to now that I spent that money. <laughs> so. Just anyway, this that's is my why we have really old BMWs, and my husband yeah. is like the rain man of cars. <laughs> well, I mean, we would still be in that position. I I needed to get out of the car that I was in, and then her engine blew up. So, but I don't plan to get rid of this car until it ceases to function. You so, know, sounds like me and my cars. Yeah, I mean, my engine literally like seized though. <laughs> like so. driving it to get it to turn it in was like. Five miles an hour down like State Street with yeah. it going, <laughs> you yeah, know. Like, nope, we'll bad. give you a scrap cost for it. Sure. Five hundred bucks later. <laughs> That's how I treat my cars. Just so. keep them until they literally die out from under you. We do have a story about that later. We'll get to. So 
Um, anyway, so uh, any other fun things happening to you guys this week? This weekend? Jess. Like events or yeah. like just Not like life. Jess like had, had like oh, yeah. backflip stories that she's doing. backflips on snowmobiles. Just like yeah, over there being acrobatic. That. It's pretty awesome. Not on purpose. <laughs> I promise. I mean, how cool did it look? Did someone get it on camera? Nobody even saw. Oh. oh Nobody even saw because I was sad. far enough down the hill. So. What, you like rolled backwards down the hill? No, like I flipped backwards off of the snowmobile, clipped my back and my leg. So you didn't <laughs> flip the snowmobile, you just flew off of it. Yeah. Uh, was it just you on the snowmobile? No. Were you riding behind someone? Mm-hmm. And they well, that was at least something or the snowmobile. Did they even notice crazy. that you were gone? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was it? Was it like, like two bump? miles later? Probably like, where not. the hell did you Did they go? hit like a bump or? Mm-hmm. No. You just were like, Wee! It. Yeah. She's like, this is a good time for me to let go and jump. Yeah. <laughs> Tumble. I promise. This would make a good if story for the I podcast. To, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't have. That's your, so that was your first time snowmobiling though? Yeah. And your last? No, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give up after that. Get back on that horse. I mean, Get back look, on if, that you, snowmobile. if you go skydiving and your chute doesn't open, that's probably the last thing you <laughs> skydive. No. My chute opened, so. <laughs> I want to go that. so bad. So, I mean, she jumped into a frozen lake, for God's sake. That is true. <laughs> Just last month. How frozen yeah. was it, though? Utah Lake. It was Utah Lake, so. The pink, was it? Was I don't the even pink. think it matters that it was frozen, honestly. You were taking your life in your hands with all the algae in that lake, so. I guess, Probably. was it into or onto the frozen into. lake? Into. Really into. the question. They yes. cut they open cut a hole open and, a and hole. she all jumped right. in. Wow, that sounds really not fun. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm with you there. <laughs> it's pretty but awesome. She looked pretty awesome doing it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I don't feel at all bad that you guys didn't invite me now. Yeah. No. <laughs> she didn't invite me either, and if she would have, even though I'm a polar bear, I would have said, mm, no, I'll just watch you. Yeah. That I think I'd good. still be cold today if it had been me. I'd be like still thawing out. I'd be over here on your on your toilet seat. Yeah. Just absolutely. to get warm again. Wow. There are days I come home and just spend hours on the toilet seat. <laughs> I, I am a fan. Got a magazine, a book, maybe. It's awesome. You have no Because it's, like, it's not like hot. It's subtle. It's, just, it's perfect. It's like when you've already sat on it and warmed it up. It's that temperature. Wow. Perfect. That's deep. You're so. gonna have to try it out. But I gotta say that's weird though, because like if I go in the bathroom and I sit down and the toilet seat's warm, I'm like, oh my god, who was? No, just in you here? can tell that it's not like <laughs> no, no, but human, human warm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm still like, who just took a crap before no, me? Because no, no, you can totally warm. tell. Like this isn't even no. like pee warm because no. pee warm doesn't <laughs> stay warm because you're not there for that long. No, this is someone had. I a could conversation tell instantly that, you know, that it was that, that it was not just because someone had been in there before. This me. was like my morning reading time. No. You know, it's strange. <laughs> to explain it really is perhaps the better feature would be that there are running lights on the oh. toilet seat so you have like a landing strip for those so late you don't even night. have to turn on your light on the yeah, light yeah you are not going to miss the bowl no uh. matter how drunk you are <laughs> <laughs> bring it in for a landing you're going to be fine <laughs> see the, the problem with me at night is i always lift the seat like i don't that's never a problem um but i don't open my eyes <laughs> So lights would do me no good because if I open my eyes, I start to wake up. I'd rather just stay closed. And so if we had the guy with the orange vest going, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. A little to the left. I don't have to clean the bathroom. That's his job. So. <laughs> oh, it is. She hates I'm, it I'm human. I'm human poop and he's animal poop. I'm, and I'm okay with that. That is the division. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm okay with that. 
And on that note, uh, yeah. So what? what Let's talk about the equal rights amendment. <laughs> what kind of events do we have going on this week, Jeff? We have tons. What tons. Kind of yes, tons. Well, there's this Academy Awards thing, right? Isn't that what? Who this cares is? About That's not that. even on my list. Who cares? Utah about events. I don't care about the Academy Utah. Awards. I care I big time. Actually. My husband and I have had a party every year since. Actually, we met at an Academy Awards party. Wow. Oh, oh, fun! Wow. That's cool. That's I cool. was screaming and swearing at the television, and he said, "That lady, <laughs> she's mine." <laughs> a lady, <laughs> my friends. That lady is mine. She's coming home with me. <laughs> She's swearing at Finding Nemo. <laughs> As you do. All right. So we're going to start with the do-goods. Okay. So this weekend on the 25th is the Outclimb Cancer event. That is the Wells Fargo building. You can register to climb all 24 flights of stairs. Uh, their goal is $50,000, and they've already raised $20,162. You, you get sponsors. <laughs> like that person who donated the $2. Do you get sponsors to pay you for every stair you go up? Is that kind of the thing? Nope. You just register. It's $40. To walk so up how did the they get the $2, though? Or run. Can you pay know. the 40 and not walk up the stairs? Maybe. <laughs> no, it costs yes, you 60 please. if you don't walk up the stairs. They do 62. that. 62. They do that. That's where too, but I don't know if it's for a cause. Um, another awesome event is from uh, Be the Good, and they are doing a silent auction for the Utah Food Bank, and it is uh, at 3110 West Directors Row, and that area has a name, but I can't remember what it is. Industrial Park? No. O-S-C-A-R? Nope. M-E-Y-E-R? No. Uh, I used to work over there, but I don't know what it's called. Anyways, our friends, Olio, are involved. And there, so it's a bake sale and silent auction from six to eight. So wait, wait, wait. Are they like selling brownies made with their oils? <laughs> no. <laughs> we already talked about this. You, you said are I couldn't. So weird. <laughs> it was perfectly By the logical. Way, s- still using it. I'll fill yeah. later. Yeah, I can't see you from over here. So <laughs> me too. No compliments today. Anyways. Five to ten dollar donation per family. They have awesome tickets to events in Wendover. Um, all kinds of really cool things that have been donated for the auction. Hey, speaking of Wendover, I was at, I was getting liquor at the liquor store because you know that's what you, you do. do. Um, and there was a dude standing there, um, and I'm looking at whiskeys, and Sean's like, she's reading everything. She's like, How? Jack Daniels, eleven ninety nine. Like she's like she's reading all the labels <laughs> out loud. <laughs> and, uh, and then she says, well, why don't you get wild turkey? I'm like, because it tastes like shit. <laughs> so I only drink wild turkey. Bottom shelf. I only drink wild turkey when I'm in Wendover because it's uh, a cheaper way to get you drunk. Like it's, you know, they bring you crappy watered down drinks, at least with wild turkey. It's a higher proof. Uh, and the guy, <laughs> guy standing next to us goes, you know, if you have a CDL, you can get $5 rooms in Wendover. It's <laughs> <laughs> your beard. We're like, cool. I'm like, I should go awesome. get my CDL. You should. Just so I can that's get a $5 Windover room. I don't know about that, dude. That's inspirational, right? No, there. that's a good reason to go to Windover with truckers. No. I feel like your truckers, I promise. I feel like your bonus for that $5 room is a bed bugger 12. Now, now, Windover does not have bed bugs. I mean, there's I like there's cigarette the burns and the like bedspreads and shit, but there's no. And don't turn on bugs. a black light. Well, yeah, it's like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> well, although we went to a we went to a hotel once for a Real game in uh, Colorado. Oh my god! I think there was a murder scene next door. <laughs> no, there. seriously, like we walked past it, and the mattress was like propped up against the wall, and there was a knife on the floor, and the vanity was still covered with stuff. 
It was creepy. Yeah. I've been there. We found a glow stick in our hot tub. <laughs> in the bathtub, there were seriously glow sticks. It has to have been the same place. Yeah, it's, it was out by, it's out by the stadium, the Dick's Sporting Good Park or whatever it is. It's it was, it was frightening. It. And then the next time we went, Sean like gouged her arm open and had to get stitches. <laughs> yeah, she's this, like a, it's got these crappy kitchenettes with these cupboards, and I put something up in the cupboard. Cookies. And, and she jumped up to get them with the door open and just like oh. door, counted door right into her arm. We had to take her to the emergency room. It was awesome. Not awesome. Yeah, it was my no. fault. Being so. A dick. so we decided that next time we wouldn't go where our friends stay, that we would so spring no that extra 10 bucks and get, you know, a little uh, bit better place. I'm accustomed to staying in nicer places than that. Yeah. <laughs> so we are advocates for um, mental illness and getting help and reaching out. Always. And this weekend, um, the 23rd, Actually, Thursday is a rally for mental illness and addiction recovery, and it's being put on by the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's just at the Capitol Rotunda from 4 to 4.30. They're going to do a walk to remember uh, for everybody that's lost their lives to mental illness and addiction. And then from 4.45 to 6 will be the rally. So if you want to get down and um, show some support today. They were down there for suicide awareness and they put a bunch of empty shoes on the Capitol mm. steps. And That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty it's pretty sad. touching. Yeah. So to fun stuff, now that we're done <laughs> being good. What do they do with the shoes after they put them on the steps? They put them back on their feet. I mean, was it like people's shoes or did they like go give them to the homeless people? Oh, that would have been a good idea. Maybe you should ask the one. You, you don't know, do you? Don't. I'm so telling you, they just took them off their feet and put them on I'm the not steps. Not any and they good, put them I back promise. What kind of event person are you? <laughs> I asked myself better that than you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. I'm like, uh, there's some award show. <laughs> <laughs> so our friend uh, Nick and his band Folk Hogan have another show this weekend, but this time it's at the Green Pig. Oh, so it's not at the Urban Lounge. No, okay. Green Pig, um, which is where they have a lot of their shows, and that's on Friday. And I have great news for you guys. There is a brand new brewery opening <gasps> this weekend. Oh. I, have, pa- I have passed it many a time watching them put up their sign and, and uh, work on their building. And it is called Fisher Brewing. And it opens on the 25th. And Why would you brew fish? <laughs> their logo is actually hops with a... A rainbow trout in front of it. Is it like a fisher with an SH or a nope. fisher with well, the CH? Nope. Like just F I S H E R. Is that the owner's name? I don't have any more information for you than their opening and do they serve fisher beer nuts? They're going to have some food fisher trucks in the opening. I don't know. Beer nuts. Why don't you go and find out? It's spelled wrong. Hey, you know what else is this weekend? Is it this weekend? I'm Wizarding getting there. Date night? Wizarding days. I'm getting there. Wizarding. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, you, you can talk about it. No, you can talk about it. Back off. Yeah. I just know that Wizarding days my, is this do weekend. Do you want my notes? <laughs> no, yeah. You know a lot more because you're you're, so, you're doing some volunteering for them, right? I am. Where's the brewery located? I didn't know that oh, yeah, was where, happening. Where is the brewery? Oh, she we're said talking about that. Nobody wanted to listen. I did. I really want to know where the brewery is. I asked you if they were serving fish nuts, like fish. And I said, go and find out. Poutine, your mouth is going to be there. I like that place. So, and they have another food truck, but I never heard of them. Okay, so what's the location? What's the address? Three twenty West, eight hundred South. So it's right in between Ruby Snap and our friends Raven and Jen. So it's Ah. and and a bunch of spice as well. I hear. No, uh, wrong block. 
that's by Raven's house. <laughs> and Raven lives by Pioneer Park. And Nick. Nick does too, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, near the heroin dealers. Yes. Um, Spice. <laughs> For Spice. those of you who are wondering. Yeah, Pioneer Park, if, if you don't know Salt Lake County very well. <laughs> It's a uh, a mecca for getting any kind of drug you want, really. Apparently, mostly like prescription. Drugs stepping on like needles that. if you yes. go into the bathrooms at the park. So why would those. you use those bathrooms? I did once. When you gotta go, why? you gotta go. It was bad. I'm not sleeping with you ever again. <laughs> Jess almost threw up in her mouth when I said that. No, I didn't. I burped. <laughs> I could have burped in the microphone if you wanted. I would probably not edit it out either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the yes, this weekend is so Wizarding Days. Is it, it is wait, finally wait, here. Is it Fisherman's? Fisherman's Brewery? Mm-hmm. No, Fisher's. it is Fisher. Fisher. Oh, yeah. F-I-S-H-E-R. You know what? I wasn't <laughs> prepared to write it at that like point. Like fish are brewing. If we're going to put it in the notes, i got to write it down. It's really cool. It was in. fun to watch them paint their building. What color is it? It's white and red and blue. We still have to get down to Strap Tank. I like how she said that it's oh, yeah. white and red and blue instead of red, white, Isn't and blue. I like tank? how you buck down the yes. buck tradition. Down, down Springville. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we still need or they have good food. We do a field trip down there. I go down there every Let's week, go. so I really should stop. I was there. down there last week, sort of. I was too. That's that's, where you got that's your all box. of us look. Yeah, <sighs> at the antique store there in Springville. <gasps> we need to go there. It's amazing. So, Wizarding Days, Friday and Saturday. Um, it is going to be flipping awesome. All their vendor spaces sold out. Um, you will have everything from uh, classes on herbology and believing in magic to living art cosplay exhibition. Bunch of Star Wars stuff. Uh, there is a book exchange and donation. They have the three cool. um, charities that they are um, attending to. Uh, the One Ring just announced that they will be part of it, which if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, that's the biggest uh, Lord of the Rings network that oh, cool. exists um they've been part of comic con and fan x as well yeah, that's that's probably beyond my nerd level to be honest with you I'm maybe pretty, pretty geeky they're gonna have a beard and mustache competition you win i, w- I will say i will <laughs> s- no i probably won't my my beard is not that beautiful it's Put natural the on it butchered it oh yeah there that's you go a good idea the smiley face smiley face ones will win me uh win me <laughs> so the best uh was it uh, is it clerk's Maybe it's Clerks too. Uh, I always, every time I think of Lord of the Rings, I think of the explanation between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and which trilogy is the true trilogy, and the description he gives of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. And he's like, "Here's a ring," and they just walk, and they drop it. <laughs> that's Pretty whole, much, that's the whole trilogy. <laughs> it's a long walk. I should have a fonder, a fonder place in my heart for Lord of the Rings because of the stupid Hobbit that I met that I don't remember. Billy I do because I drink whiskey with him. Yeah. You won't drink whiskey with me, but you'll drink it with Billy Boyd. Yep. Well, he is famous. The dude asked to get my picture with him, so you're kind of famous. No, um, our friends, uh, <laughs> Crit Killen and uh, Raven, are both doing Raven. workshops. Uh, awesome. Raven's is on runes, and Crit's is on alchemy. There are there's tons to do, and then they're finishing it up with a Yule Ball on Saturday, so that should be cool. Yeah, this is a, this is a great event. Like, if you're not going, um, shame on you. Shame on you because we gave away free tickets. We did. So we did. We're out too, right? They're gone. Yes, they are gone. You guys suck. I submitted the information today. <laughs> but they don't suck if they won. Well, yeah, but everyone not else sucks people. for not for not trying <laughs> or something. I don't know. 
You don't know. Doesn't matter. But go. It'll I'm be there. a fun event. It'll be a yes, fun event. It's not amazing. a gun show. Jess will be there. I will. It is you can bring so- your porn and socks. Why does everybody keep saying you're going to be there? It is down at Southtown, right? Yes, at the Southtown Expo Center. Good. Good. Any other events? No, I just wonder why you guys assume that I'm going to be there. <laughs> because you said you're volunteering. volunteering. No, I'm not. Oh, I thought you said you were. No. But you are going, right? I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just might go snowmobiling again. You heard it here first. No. She may or may. There are other <laughs> things, there are other things this weekend, like Breaking omelet news. making at Drag Brunch. Yeah, that's true. That is that. Oh, you didn't even mention that. Nope, I didn't. Why did you skip it? Don't skip Drag Brunch. People need to know about it. We haven't talked enough about drag brunch on the show or your omelets. Are you being sarcastic right now? Sort of. Because what if I don't? Well, then you talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't been because I'm a jerk. And uh, I usually forget. The problem is I usually forget until it's too late. And then I'm like, man, I can't go now. So because then we have to get up and I have to take a shower on Sunday. The door's open at 1230. And the problem is, is I don't usually shower on Sundays. Who does? Um, hopefully the people <laughs> going to drag brunch. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> the people making my food. It only matters if their hands are clean. <laughs> hopefully they're not putting anything else on or in your food. Well, just I their mean, hands. What are you insinuating? Honestly, honestly <laughs> when they see me, they probably are. I don't. Have you seen the movie Waiting before? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually worked at that restaurant that it was based on. Shenanigans? No, Bennigans is actually what it's really called. And I worked there for four years. Have you ever been into an Applebee's? It's the same thing. Chili's? Yeah, pretty much. They're all the same. Pre-packaged microwave food. (laughs) More or less. Very very tight, controlled menu. That whole chicken salad thing with that clock? It's real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had clocks on the tables for lunch that we had to start. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) Did you have a flare? Horrified I silence. Didn't know. It was dumb. I That's don't. office space. I don't like eating at those places at all. <laughs> I don't ever go to those places. Y- you know, I had to go today. It was, it was terrifying. <laughs> it did not have a heated toilet seat, and it was dirty. <laughs> so, well, here's part of the problem, though. Like, if you get out of the Salt Lake City area, if you go down to you know, Ogden's, not so bad. But like, if you're in Utah County, there aren't unless you're in like Provo proper. There's not a lot of local places. Like, that is not true. Like from American Fork, Lehigh, it's all freaking chains. Yes and no. So from one side of the start of American Fork to the other side of American Fork, there are over 75 restaurants in that five-mile span. And 70 of them are chains. <laughs> Wrong. Chili's, Applebee's, and other Chili's. Hey, I finally went to Malawi's. Malawi's is fantastic. It was delicious. That's uh, it's a very good place. Had a... We call them plastic roof restaurants in my family. Well, what's crazy is, what's crazy is, like, there's other places that aren't franchises that aren't chains down there that they create signage and create a look to be like a chain because that's what they want down there. They want a chain restaurant. Now, there are good places. Like, there's a really good Thai place on, like, was it State Street and American Fork just past all the crappy area with the Best Buy and stuff? There's mm-hmm. this little like house that's divided up. Some Lehigh. Don't look at me. So no, no, no. The one I'm thinking of is American Fork. It's There's right by the Porter's like, place in Lehigh. Lehigh. That's good. That almost closed. Really? Yes. About yeah. six months ago. Never been mm-hmm. there. It's really good. I will say though that like even like 
point of the mountain where all that new stuff is. I mean, there's a lot Silicon of local slopes. stuff there. Like, like chubbies or cubbies? Cubbies. <laughs> chubbies. No, there is a chubbies, That's and t- it's in Saratoga yeah. Springs, and there's only two of them exist. My daughter called cubbies Southern chubbies. Burger Place. Yeah, and so now her friends now her take friends pictures just of it every time they drive by it and yeah. send them to her. Uh, so there's cubbies, which is local. Um, I think Gay Dogs has a location there, which is local. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet O Burrito is local. Mountain West Burrito is local. Um, but again, they're local, and they present this image of like huge franchise so people will eat there it's weird to me it's, it's called marketing and i guess but moochie's doesn't do that shit <laughs> and moochie's True. is awesome still that they have tiny a big sign little place they have well, a big sign off the they freeway. have another place down On in state yeah, state state Street, the, yeah. which by the way way better to eat at I, that's my biggest complaint with moochie's if you go at lunch downtown there's no place to freaking sit anywhere or park yeah, or park. You're parking like three blocks away, walking in, and then you're like, I guess I'm going to eat this messy-ass meatball sandwich in my car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> taking it back somewhere. <laughs> By the way, I get the cheesesteak, not the meatball there. The cheesesteak is amazing. I love so them good. both. Screw DP cheesesteaks. Moochie's is way better. Screw you. And, <laughs> Those are and my peeps. Moochie's jalapeno sauce is far superior oh. to any sauce that DP has. Yes. But I do like DP's <laughs> cherry peppers. DP, nope, another, already another example <laughs> of a local place that's making itself look like this super huge franchise, and it's not. They've only got like two or three stores, and they're all local, right? And they all have plastic roofs. Plastic roofs. But when I see... That's the roof that's easy to raise. When I see DP, <laughs> I, all I can think is Donkey Punch, and I just, <laughs> I just, I just can't eat at a place <laughs> called Donkey Punch. Well, it Punch used to be steaks. called Downtown Philly. And then but, Matt changed the name. But every time I see DPM, like, why would we go eat at a place called Donkey Punch? That just <laughs> is not right. They're so bad. I want to go to Donkey Punch. <laughs> 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 that makes Sarah want to eat there. <laughs> Different Donkey priorities. Cheese steaks. That might be the episode. Donkey title. Punch cheesesteaks. They're going to be pissed if they ever hear this. <laughs> so I shouldn't tell them that we talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't. I don't hate their cheesesteaks. By the way, I, they have a pretty good sandwich. Like I said, their cherry peppers are good. But ah, oh man, I, I just think Moochie's is far superior. If I'm comparing Salt Lake based cheesesteak places, I don't like cheesesteak. That's uh, because you're a terrible person. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, terrible. So what do we want to do now? Do we want to talk? Oh, I do. I, we should talk about another event that's coming up. It's only in a couple of weeks. We haven't really mentioned it, and that's Fanex, right? Fanex. I don't really want to spoil we Wizarding ha- Days. Like three weeks out. Let's give yeah. Wizarding what about, Days what about their glory. Soccer? Yeah, soccer does start on the 4th. First home game is on March 4th. He's talked about it every week. Uh, I'm going to continue talking about it. I don't have a problem with that. Um, so March 4th, get your tickets. I already have mine. Um, we have oh. to go get our, our thing. So yeah. do you not want me to add it to my events next week? Oh, I'm sure I'll still talk about it. So I wouldn't worry about it. I'll be going to that game. And then the week after that, we'll talk about the game. Yeah. We'll talk about how shitty and we then did. We'll, and then we'll bitch about the fact that they have a game during FanX. Yeah. See, I already have three weeks planned. <laughs> so do we <laughs> want to... soccer Let's planning. do our interview. Do we, yeah, I want to talk to Sarah first. And we'll then, we'll, Sarah. Then, we'll, then we'll get into some news. What? Do it. Me? The woman yeah. of the hour. So Sarah Johnson is joining us. Um, or we're sh- joining her, depending on how you want to look. Well, it's true. Well, we technically, are we are joining her. 
with her heated toilet seat and her chair that at my fat ass probably broke. And they raided um, the liquor cabinet already, if you're wondering. It's gone. I'm sure they could tell. That is a lie. I really should have done that, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, we all had to drive separate because of coming from the four corners of the world here, so... Um, we really kind of did because Jess came from the south and Jeremy came from the east. And I came from the Chris west. Chris came from the west and I came from the north. Check it going? out. Which like one of elements. you is Glinda and who's the Wicked Witch of the West? I'm though? the Wicked Witch. There you go. I came from the West, though. I don't care. West side. <laughs> uh, so Sarah, Sarah <laughs> Fuck you, I want to be green. You're the caucus director for Utah Women Unite, right? This is correct. What is Utah Women Unite? Utah Women Unite is an all-inclusive, nonpartisan group of largely women who fight for women's issues. We do, of course, involve men in this process, but we do highly well, that's, believe... That's good, because men get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> you, you can you, just hit him. You should see some of these women. They're you could just throw things at him. slightly psychotic in their ability to get shit done. It's truly an amazing force. I feel like women are more powerful that, with getting things done anyway. They're more Just driven. in general. Yeah, like if they driven. put their mind to it. If they can stay on a topic, which so far I'm oh, finding yeah, the men at it. this table are having a harder time with. Uh, <laughs> that's my job is to jump from topic to topic <laughs> the conversation moving <laughs> there you go but yeah so we did plan the march here in salt lake city so if you think that was a success successful successful march both both uh there you go and it was it was uh we did put that march on we sent 600 women here from salt lake city to dc we didn't personally pay for that <laughs> because I paid for my own ticket. But yes, we did coordinate to get 600 representatives from Utah out to the D.C. march and uh, marching on behalf of Utah women. Our colors were black and gold. We were very apparent out in D.C. had a very strong presence with giant fighting boxing gloves, signs and everything. Was the black and gold like because we're the Beehive State or just because it looks cool? You know, I was not involved in the color choosing <laughs> committee, so I don't feel I can speak to that accurately. Um, but it looked super dope. Yeah. We took some really awesome pictures, all compliments of the amazing Kat photographer. Palmer. No, it was not Kat Palmer. This oh, she was, was she just got her picture taken. Yeah, she did have one of a picture done. The photographer for our boxing shots was Miranda Camberlin, and they were amazing. So they had a black silk robe, big gold boxing gloves for us. And most of the Utah women are using those as their Facebook That's awesome. pictures right that now. That is awesome. awesome. Yeah. How, how was it? Because uh, uh, you were in D.C. for the March. So, I mean, you're there the day after the um, biggest <coughs> inauguration, I believe, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how was it? Because, I mean, did you, were you there the day before during the inauguration and uh, able to see the lack of crowd? It was very interesting to be there. We had already made a plan, my friend and I, that I traveled with, not to go anywhere near D.C. for the inauguration. We just did not want to be a part of that. We wanted to make sure that our message was very much standing with the community that is opposed to a lot of these policies that we've seen coming out from the administration as a whole. We weren't there to protest Trump in any way, shape, or form. And honestly, what you saw... When we got to D.C., I was sitting down with a group of friends, and I look over and I see a violent protest. None of those people were in any way involved with 
the official Women's March, but there was a group, a small group of rabble rousers. They had a limo, they lit it on fire, and they were trying to put this out as, oh, you see how violent these crazy liberals are. Um, my friend that was with me that works for the state office, I can't say any more than that, but she does actually work for the state office, looked at that once, said, yep, that is not real. <laughs> that is some crazy group that's, <laughs> I well, hate it to say all it, the time, but right? being paid to go off and create this illusion. Clearly, it was some kind of paid thing by the fact that they had a limo that they brought in. The area where the demonstration took place was nowhere near Trump, uh, very, very far away from any of the main key spots in D.C. So it was very clear that it was just yeah, a, it was a, a, an, an attempt to drag the media attention away from what was going on and honestly even away from the inauguration itself. So um, that was Friday. We had just gotten in. We flew the red-eye flight on Thursday, which I will never, ever, <laughs> ever do again. That's rough. Red-eyes are tough. They are tough. And this one got tougher. I swear I, I thought the... Uh, concentration camp thing was coming true we were waiting at our gate five minutes before departure time we were told whoop if you're flying to dc you need to go over to this gate over here in terminal mm -hmm. other end of the airport and we all got up and we all had our pink hats i had extra pink hats i was handing pink hats out to other women that were also going to the march it was just this incredible sisterhood well, we got over to this other terminal, and we were the only people in the terminal. Mm -hmm. was our flight, and I thought, that's it. He is. He's rounding us up. What's going to happen? <laughs> it was some, fine. Probably got some extra security. And yeah, but no, it was absolutely fine. We made our connecting flight in Orlando. They did have to hold the plane because there were so many of us that would have missed that connection. They held the plane. We got in about 10 o'clock on Friday morning. And then Saturday, when we got up to go out to the actual march, the two metro stops that empty out directly into that area were closed. You could not get on. You could not get off. Those metro that makes stops sense. were completely and totally closed because the march backed all the way up to the station, inside the station, to the doors of the train. So there was just no movement happening. The march itself was about two hours late, I think two hours late getting off, because again, there was nowhere to march to. The whole area was surrounded. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. and it, it, it's pretty apparent if you look at the pictures at the inauguration itself, you saw all the empty space. Trump and his people are trying to suggest that it was because of new coverings they put down, so it looked much emptier. No. I'm not a professional. I don't analyze, <laughs> but it, it just it looked like it could have been a if little bit. If you've been to the National if Mall, you've been there, you, you can know tell. how empty the place was and how many people it can truly hold. Yes. And if you look at the pictures from the Obama inauguration, I mean, almost identical aerial snapshots. Well, any it, march that has taken yeah, place in that area. It's, I mean, that the I National Mall. I feel like there Mall were no more people than when like, the mall is just open and people are going in and out yeah. of the museums. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it right. was like there was a small rally like like there was a small rally is all it looked like yeah. at best so what they're saying though the reason they're trying to suggest there were more people is they're saying that those white tarps were laid out that those white tarps weren't there for obama's inauguration so it did look less crowded but if you look yeah exactly but, but the thing is is like when you look at the pictures from the obama the the obama uh, inauguration it's people you can't see 
anything. It's like packed. to the edge of the reflecting pool, all the way out to the outer sidewalk is packed with people. And that is the fact that you need to. And that's get like on. You know, who, yeah. cares? The alternative who cares about where the where the white tarp is? There were no people. Yeah, that there was no all people grass. On that white tarp. I saw green grass on Trump's photos. Like it doesn't matter. There weren't heads and sidewalks. You know, so yeah. it's it's crazy. It's like you know. Ah, the, the other big proof that the march was as large as it was is that the metro all you have to do is look at the metro tickets yeah. sold for that day and it far exceeded the oh, stops yeah. for the inauguration day so they had no problem on the metro lines for the actual inauguration not yeah. to yeah. mention the day, buses that came in yeah. yeah i mean it's just it it's it, it was a very successful march and i think it was really successful here um, it was nice to see mm-hmm. that stuff happening up in Park City. Yeah. And, I was and still in D.C. when the march in Park City and the march Monday here at the Capitol was happening. I was sitting in D.C. with tears streaming down my face, watching these people march in that blizzard and my sisters marching in that blizzard that we had helped to create. And I was amazed. Think about how much bigger it would have been if... There wouldn't have been a blizzard, and more people could have got yes, up the canyon because there the were point. a lot of people that couldn't get up. And so. I have been involved in a lot of direct action up at the Capitol, and I have never seen a crowd like that inside the Capitol dome. That was amazing. People still outside waiting in that blizzard, and I felt guilty because I sent a lot. I also work with a lot of disability advocacy, and a lot of my friends that are disabled marched in that <laughs> weather, and they are not in a wheelchair like if you have a chair you can kind of put your umbrella up and cruise i'll admit it i love marching in a wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) when when it's a well developed and a well planned out march it's a great thing but my friends i had gone on the night before and given them a big facebook live if i can be out here in dc marching you guys had better be there monday fuck you (laughs) (laughs) turned it on monday and i saw all my poor little disabled friends and I was thinking I would have been okay if you hadn't gone <laughs> like we were afraid you'd know we weren't there you you're like us. damn right damn right I would have saw pictures so, <laughs> I, I literally intimidated the disability community into Good going job. So, Good but job. I gotta ask way you, to beat them up way yeah. to beat them up did you pay them to go march oh you? yeah because yeah. I hear that the they're, only oh, reason yeah. people show up it's to these things paid, is because right? they're paid. I paid them in sexual favors <laughs> <laughs> my husband is exhausted <laughs> 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 you probably could have just told me I have a heated toilet seat. Yeah, actually, it was a toilet seat. She just you had, had a, like a line, just yep. a line yep. rotating yep. through yeah. your bathroom. Yep. <laughs> it's good. It like her neighborhood like circles in, so yep. like yeah. it just would be Pretty a good flow, flow of traffic. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, it would. Actually, that's funny. You guys were talking about the wind earlier. We have a vortex right out front of our. In the driveway, you saw all the leaves. Mm-hmm. Every oh, yeah. last piece of trash and leaf <laughs> in this entire neighborhood ends up right in our driveway and i'm always like really the disabled girl has to be out here picking up the entire neighborhood's leaves Pick Get up the trash! People. <laughs> so people if you live in the lincoln uh gregson area please stop by and do your part your trash is in my yard <laughs> <laughs> don't clean up her freaking driveway <laughs> or just don't Litter. I did notice the impressive pile. I thought maybe you guys had been doing some yard work. Or no, geometry totally hates us. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter would like we that. We don't believe in God, so it's geometry that hates us. <laughs> yeah. My daughter would like that because she hates geometry. Weather and geometry. It yeah. was the only class I flunked, and now I'm getting it. <laughs> it's <'cause laughs> That's why it hates you. <laughs> yes, you have no idea. 
So you've uh, so besides the marches and stuff, I mean, obviously you, you do a lot of stuff, but it says here that you're a, a third generation activist. So you you come from a long line of activism. I do. Um, you know, my grandmother was this amazing woman, Alice Jensen, and she was raised Mormon in a very liberal, very open-minded family. Her father and mother. Wait, 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 uh, a liberal Mormon family? Yeah, they exist. Did they, they live in Utah? Utah County. Actually, she grew <gasps> up Holy in uh, Panguitch, Utah, the oh, ruralist wow. of the rural. Wow. It, it exists. It does. And my grandma used to kind of joke around until she was, that she was Mormon until she could read. <laughs> so <laughs> she ended up kind of leaving the church on her own terms. Her father and mother were completely respectful of that. Um, they knew that the basic tenant in their teachings was that you love your family no matter what challenges come your way. So she left the church. She really did not agree with it personally and um, moved up to Utah County. My mother went to school in Utah County. She was technically baptized, but again, similar kind of thing. She just, it never gelled well with her. And grandma used to, she was the school counselor and her house was known as the safe space for the gay community in Utah County. And there were gays. In Utah County in the 50s. Oh, yes, there were. I have no idea you what mean, you're talking about. You mean yes, there gay, were gay like people, lesbians. <laughs> it's so being gay <laughs> Little boys that wanted to put on dresses and tomboys that would later be called transgendered. Yes, that's, these people that's all not, existed. That's I, not just a now thing. That's not from the millennial generation. No, they did not make oh, this up. This is an, look at that. Yeah, this is an alternative Shit. fact. It exists. Weird. Weird. I've, you know, yeah. I've been hearing mm-hmm. those things, but I yeah. wasn't sure. Now I know. Now you know. So she was kind of our first introduction to this idea of equality for all, you know, and she she just invited everyone into the neighborhood. When she moved up to Utah um, during the 60s, she very quickly joined up with the NAACP. Uh, she was a landlady to the gay community. The first hands that ever held me as a baby belonged to Brent and Tyler. I never thought it was weird that they were gay. In fact, my little brother came out to her as straight one day. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. They were were having a conversation. Grandma, I'm straight. Yeah, yeah, and he was (laughs) devastated. He thought she was going to be really upset. And he said, you know, I just, I want you to know I really don't think I'm gay. I think I'm straight. Is that okay? And she... (laughs) You know, of That's course. What cute. a wild, what a wild like reality to be in, where you're you're so surrounded by that being normal. But I I just don't like the idea that people ever think that they need to come out at all. And that, yeah, that's really what Grandma kind of believed. It eventually, like, we'll get to. It's that like point. it's like I never came out as straight. Yeah. I never thought that I had to announce my sexuality. Hello, everyone. Yes, I like men. Yeah. I, so I, mean, I don't see why gay people should have to say that they prefer whatever sex. Hopefully at some point we'll we'll get there. Um I mean that's everything. I mean honestly, hope, right? like I don't care about your sex life, people. Hopefully we'll get to the point where our kids are, you know, as a as a society where, you know, when they describe their friends My kids do they use descriptors that, that aren't skin color. I you do know? that already. Mine, my my kids are awesome. I've recently been playing around with the idea of coming out as an undocumented immigrant. I think that would be fun. (laughs) Because for one thing, I am an immigrant. I think fucking all of us are, unless you can prove to me. Unless you're you're, uh, Native Native American. Unless you are. Look, if you live in Utah, you get like a 30 second of 
some kind of Native American blood in you. That's what I keep hearing from everyone. Yeah, I'm not so. going to claim that as well. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like 132nd yeah. Blackfoot. I'm 116th. <laughs> You, I'm I'm like, not you are not. Therefore, I'm you are entitled you are to be an fucking asshole. Norwegian, dude. <laughs> You're fucking I, white and I can totally claim and, that yeah. at some point, but I'm not going to because that's well, just weird. I'm way too white, but well, I actually do have Jesus. Indian ancestors. To be clear, like my cousin looks like a. You are the whitest Mexican I've ever true. met in my life. I'm Mexican. <laughs> she goes. I'm not Mexican. I'm totally uh, okay. Mexican. <laughs> well, what was your grandpa and grandma? Well, my my grandpa was Spanish and Indian. Okay, that's a fucking no, Mexican. No, my grandpa was Spanish. He was I'm not sorry. Spanish and Indian. And, what was, and what's your grandma? Mexican and Indian. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so she's like Mexican and Indian, and you add some Spanish back into the mix, which is what Mexicans are, is Indian and Spanish descent. So anyway. Or Native American. No, I, I am so white toast. I am, I'm not even toast. I am Wonder Bread is what I am. <laughs> I really am. But if I, so if you've I been, really So you've been shut down at some point, and then someone took pity on your ass and brought you back in. Are they back now, Wonder Bread? I think they're gone, gone. Oh yeah, okay. I get you. Know, that was friends, really so. It was a really. That yeah, was I, was, I was. I was out of that. I was it's like, what hostess. are the hell? Like, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? So I'm, I'm going. I'm planning on letting my driver's license expire, and then I feel like I really will be an undocumented immigrant. That's so. tough. Getting it back is going to be a pain in the ass. Right. I don't really fucking care. <laughs> but I was. I was talking with a girlfriend of mine the other day, and she was saying, "That's it. I'm sick of it. I'm dyeing my hair blonde." I said, "Good idea. I'm going to dye mine black and start tanning a lot." And then I'm just going to go start screaming racial profiling at everyone that stops me. (laughs) And she thought that was really great. So now, really, I think I will just, um, and I'm sure there are documents I haven't filled out. So I, you know, I could claim undocumented on that. Like, I don't know, your eyes are the wrong color. Oh, um, you can get colored color contacts, contacts yeah, just I, like I that. I can take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think so it'd be easy. funnier if I stay white and call myself an undocumented. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Canadian. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. yeah like, Canuck. Why do we like those fucking Canadians in here? <laughs> Fuck those guys. That's who we need to ban. Those guys, how awesome was that that uh, the prime minister just totally schooled Trump? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, so what else? What else do you do? Do you do anything else? Is that your day job? Is is running the uh, Utah Women's Unite? Yeah, kind of. My it's ridiculous. Actually, you you say that, and I say no. That's not all. I. That's just you can't live like that. But I kind of do. <laughs> um, and it is ridiculous how much of your time it ends up consuming. It is ridiculous what Chase, Jason Chaffetz says about being a paid... He is ridiculous. ...protester. Do you know how ungodly much money Soros would have to put into this movement if he was seriously paying all of these people to be protesters? There's just, there is no amount of money in the world that could fund this protest that's going on. What it takes is literally... 40 hours a week from committed people that really want to get involved. And, you know, a number of people that just have a few hours a week. I thought, in fact, when Utah Women United reached out to me, I said, I am too tired. Not United, sorry. Utah Women Unite. I'm too tired. I had just gotten back from D.C. I said, I need to take care of myself. Maybe I'll help out a little. The next thing I did, I noticed I was a director. (laughs) Now we're talking about, you know, weekly meetings for directors and it's too important not to. So yes, this has very much become my day job. I spend way too much time on my little computer here looking up what is going on. I was one of the first people in our group, I think, that noticed that the EPA was going to be disappearing. Like that day the bill went up, I clicked on the congress.gov 
gov and went, wait, you're doing what now? <laughs> and that bill is exactly how many words long? And literally the bill is destroy the EPA. And it reads, we're going to destroy the EPA by this date, period. Yeah. Slightly more legal terms. But literally, if you look it up, that is the law. That is the law they're trying to Yeah, it's to just one sentence. Yeah, just get rid of the EPA and the Department of Education. Yep. Um, the day the Muslim bans went into effect, there were six or seven different Democratic bills proposed that day to limit the power of that immigration ban. So there is shit going on all the time, and it is a full-time job just to keep track of these assholes and the ones that are on our side because they're out there. Thing is, you guys don't hear about it because <laughs> the rest of the shit is so crazy. But I promise, <laughs> there are good people out there. But I thought that, that it was liberal media. Well, <laughs> aren't I and supposed that, to be hearing about the liberal that, agenda and the liberal media? What's, what's, what's really fucking crazy, and, 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 and I think that the Republican Party as a whole has latched on to Trump. Like the, the leadership of the Republican Party, the people in Congress have latched on to Trump because he's so fucking outlandish and such a caricature that he's dominating the newsreel and the shit he's doing is dominating the newsreel when he says stuff fucking crap like Sweden. Sweden like the fucking terrorist attack in, what terrorist attack in Sweden so that dominates news for like three fucking days and in the meantime Congress is up there Passing you know fucking kicking Elizabeth Warren out of uh, a fucking hearing because she's reading a meeting that's um, essentially you know bashing a fellow senator who Water. happens to be up for nomination and so they're like oh yeah you violated one of our senate rules so get the fuck out basically because uh, she's a sitting senator so even though this is a confirmation hearing and doing shit at two in the morning like trying to fucking get rid of the ethics committee uh get rid of the independent well, panel right now we pretty much committee. don't have an ethics committee i mean let's be real <laughs> well we do they just fucking refuse to they don't have any ethics which they pretty refuse means to they don't they're not there we pretty much they, don't have one well they're just refusing to investigate i mean blatant shit i mean this shit is like seriously the crap with russia is is more glaring than fucking watergate was with nixon like the amount of information that's out there about what was going on between the trump campaign and russia it's bigger than the evidence that was there for watergate and they're not even fucking investigating it like well, flynn steps down flynn steps down there yeah all right he's gone it's good enough it is. It's this kind of apathetic attitude we all have about government. And, you know, the post that's going around right now is the good that Trump has done. And while I hate putting those words together, um, <laughs> there is some truth there. We are starting to wake up. There are a lot of people getting involved. I mean, like I say, my brother and I have both been really involved and active, but we haven't necessarily been the smartest people when it comes to, you know, following this crap. That's online guys it is so easy and really quick if you don't mind i'm going to tell all the listeners open up your tablets right now go to congress.gov whatever you have your freaking phone your freaking ipad whatever go to congress.gov most viewed bills is right at the top under current legislation the first thing that shows up is hr 861, which is that one we were talking about. Terminate yeah. the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, which basically says we're going to blow the fucking planet up. Congratulations. Hold on tight and get your gas mask. So you guys can be doing this. You can do uh, source 
searches. If you are really involved in a particular issue, enter in abortion. Look at all of the laws, the creepy ass laws. <laughs> that fucking exist for they're, abortion. That are, they're trying to put against abortion. There's 26 of them right now. Yeah. Um, type in immigration ban, refugee ban. Put those things in. See what they are planning because right now the big hyper stories that you're hearing are covering up a lot, a lot of the little yeah. things yeah. going well, on. Well, and even even bigger than what's going on at the national level or more impactful is what's going on at the local level. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and as as the legislature's in session, we're, we're going to continue to talk about current legislation in Utah, but um, you, we have the same thing in Utah. You can go fucking search through every piece of legislation that's going to committee and going out to the floor in the state of Utah. It's, it's public information to see those bills. It's public information to get your congressman or your senator's uh, phone number uh, to their office and fucking call them. Don't send an email. Look, emails are great and the change.org petitions are cool, but they don't fucking do anything. If you really want to make mm-hmm. a difference, call your representative. And go. Well, and go. And That's go, the thing. Yeah. You can go to any of these committee meetings. You can sit in on the Senate votes. You can send. I have had... God, I should find this. I had a letter from Bramble that he read in front of the entire Utah Senate from me saying, Mr. Bramble, Senator Bramble, I just want to know, do you put the pain of an unborn child over that of a woman? And he read that in front of the entire Senate saying, yes, he believes the pain of an unborn child is more important than mine. I think that's fucked up. Of course, you know, if, if, if you were even like two minutes old, uh, go fuck then yourself because yeah, we're not going to take care Once of you. Once you're after. born, which is how matter. I have figured out a constitutional way to get around the abortion debate. My husband is a scientist. He works in nanotechnology. I really want him to make us cute little nano rifles and AK-47 so we can shoot those little fucking fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> because then it's a Second Amendment right and I can shoot my baby if it's invading my home, which it is. Which is your body. My uh, baby, a fetus, is a parasite. A fetus. <laughs> if we are hosts, who is that asshole? Oh, if we're remember. hosts, and I yeah. love oh, that he called We're going to talk hosts. about him. We're going to talk about yeah. him. Yeah. Then that fetus is a parasite, and I have the right to protect my body against tapeworms and fetuses. Yep. yep. Tapeworms and, and fetuses. So the one thing tapeworms, that I've got to say about tapeworms. all of this, the one thing that I am excited about is how many people have become more involved than ever before. The numbers of people showing up to these town hall meetings and to, to, to the protests and to everything, people are actually taking notice instead of just well and a million I, people say it every single day but if men had babies this wouldn't be an issue well i i think to to your point jeremy what scares me the most is this like right now we're we're you know a month in from the inauguration um you know a month into the trump presidency and the fucking psychotic republican congress up on the hill and and you know we're, we're into the legislative session what happens in a year and a half when we have our next election you know, can we keep this movement and can we keep this enthusiasm going for a year right. and a half? Because the, the, the truth of the matter is, if we can't, then what happens in a year and a half when the midterms roll around is the same dickbags get elected to run the fucking country Chavitz. and to run the state. Love. And, and we end up with the same shit going on for two more years and, and it's really hard to get people out for a midterm. So, so how do we continue to keep people involved because these town halls are going to go away like we're probably not going to have any more for another year or two we're not going to have any more until it's campaign time so 
how do you keep people involved? How do you keep people doing stuff and keep that momentum over the next year and a half? That is that is definitely the trick. And that is something that UWU is very, that's what we call ourselves, UWU, Utah Women Unite. That is something we are really trying to get active with. And right now, gosh, I haven't even looked at the numbers, but we have at least 7,000 members that are responding to the things currently going on. We have these people looking that these things aren't coming from the president, (laughs) y'all. You don't have to vote for your best buddy. Like, that's what pisses me off is when, you know, like our team, uh, the liberal team, the rational team, however you want to identify, you know, even the moderate Republicans, they all want to vote for like, their friend or their buddy. I can't well, yeah, possibly like, vote for Clinton because uh, she's evil. No, the media has made you believe she's evil. We need to strategize. It's not about a popular. This is not high school politics high. anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like you know when you hear stories of guys that are like, well, I don't really like what this guy stands for, but he's in my ward, so I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. don't fucking vote for him. He doesn't know. Yeah, he has tell no him clue if you want to tell him to your to his face. Oh, I totally voted for you. Then yeah, you just, fucking just do that and, and then and don't vote for him. You know, when 10 people vote for him, you can be one of those 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have to fucking vote for his dumb ass. Yeah, but whoever you voted for, for for president, it really honestly doesn't make that big of a difference. Unless, of course, you're voting for fucking Satan incarnate, which we all know <laughs> you did because he's there. But it is about the legislative process. There, People don't realize how much that legislative body depends on us and it's not about your race well i live in utah i can't possibly make a difference we're all republicans here i've heard so many people going out saying i'm going to register as a republican so that i can go to their caucus meetings you know what i did that already i did that years ago because if that's the only way my voice is going to get heard is to go in and make sure that chaffetz doesn't get the bid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how I want to make a difference in my community. Yeah. If I know that Utah doesn't have a hope, but I hear there's a really tight campaign going on where Elizabeth Warren is or where Bernie Sanders is or wherever we have a hope of getting someone in that's a decent person, and I know it's a tight race, I'm going to take my checkbook out and I'm going to throw my money there. I'm going to get on a fucking bus and I'm going to go campaign for that person. I'm going to do whatever I can because... The legislature is our checks and balances, but only if they have an interest in protecting the goddamn government, which the current Tea Party has no interest in no, doing. Not at all. They're trying to destroy it. Everyone we have on the cabinet now has come out against their team, the energy guy, <laughs> the <laughs> director of education. education. You know, yeah. she, wa- she wants charter schools. You know what's going to happen to charter schools? She, she wants charter schools because she's never been involved in the public school system in That's her life. Bad. We just want all those really poor kids that will never be able to afford charter schools, even with vouchers, to go to factory schools so that just like China, we can have a slave class. Well, you know, why not? Socialism's not good, though, right? That's what I hear. Um, so what uh, I, I know you got you've got stuff all the time what, what's some stuff that's coming up that you guys are doing we have a number of things coming up we are having our committee meeting as I said I am the caucus director for UWU and by the way a lot of the opinions you just heard spouted are totally mine because I'm <laughs> totally over the top opinionated I won't say those in their name but as getting back into my little hat as caucus director we are looking for people to help chair some of these caucuses we want to have issue-based caucuses so that when 
things like the ice raids comes up and people start freaking out, we have a group of people that are educated about that topic, that can go out and talk about immigration rights, can talk about refugee rights, women of color, women of, with disabilities, uh, the LGBTQI, I finally... Is that all the alphabet there? No, I don't there's know. More. It's there's more. It's P something. Yeah, it's yeah. LGBTQ elemental P. Oh. That's what Chris calls it. Don't be in What's the QI? There's uh, QISA, queer. actually, by the way. Yeah. LGBTQISA. I forgot the SA. SA. I but don't know what the last ones are. I is... No, what's, uh, what, what's the Q? Queer. Q is queer. Okay. I is intrasexual, I think. Okay. I don't remember what the S is, and the A is asexual. Okay. Uh, again, it's alphabet soup after the first few, and it's all the same group, and it's but all... Basically, it's the idea that you cannot just pigeonhole somebody into who they like, who they love, what what attraction they are. And technically, shouldn't that term just not ever be used again then? No, I mean, and that's just it. Like, like that whole... T- the that's fact that it has to exist is, is part of the problem, um, but... It's it's like it's similar to the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Like, okay, yes, all lives matter. Absolutely, everyone's life matters. The reason Black Lives Matter exists and the reason that statement is there is because it brings awareness to the fact that black people and pe- all people of color, for that matter, are treated like shit. Because they're some profiled, people don't think they fear for their lives when they're pulled over. Because and so saying Black Lives Matter out loud means you're bringing awareness to the fact that these people are in a different situation than everyone They're else. They're treated differently. And so it's, just, it's a lot of the same thing. You have an, a nomenclature, LGBTQ, uh, ISA, you're, you're trying to include yes. all those people that, that don't have any other voice. Like that gives them a voice. That gives them a group mm-hmm. to go say, hey, uh, fuck you Republicans. Uh, I want to use whatever bathroom I want to use in Target, and I'm not going to diddle a little kid because I'm not a fucking pervert just because I identify as being a woman or right. a female. You know, and I think it's interesting we're talking about this. It's The whole range can get so divisive, and so many people have said, well, I voted for Trump because I'm sick of being called a racist or a bigot or a homophobe. Um, <laughs> so, I okay, try, I'll stop calling you it, you yeah, fucking racist. I don't fucking care, like... <laughs> use the word you want, but use it with good intention in your heart. Like if that, there are certain words you just don't say. And in fact, in our family growing up, we could say fuck before we could ever. And I still can't say the word I'm currently not saying. And you guys all know what it is because it begins with N. But that should be the word. You know, like there are certain words that you just don't say unless you're part of that group, which is why I consider myself a retard, by the way. <laughs> and the reason that I, as a disabled woman, would prefer to be called a retard is because it reminds you able-bodied pricks to slow the fuck down because I can't walk that fast. <laughs> I, actually, I actually grew up with um, a physically and mentally handicapped uncle mm-hmm. and didn't know. I was a little kid. I had no clue. And one day we were sitting in the car because we kind of babysit, used to babysit each other because he's my uncle, so he's older. So when I was like old enough to kind of be on my own, but I didn't like to be on my own because it was kind of scary and he could be on his own, but he couldn't really be on his own. We babysat each other. And so sometimes like my grandma and my mom would run into the store and they'd be like, just hang out in the car. Like we're just, we just need to run in. We're going to dart. We're going to separate. We're going to, you know, come back really fast. And one day I'm sitting there and there were just these kids just like pointing and I thought they were pointing and laughing at me because I didn't know there was anything wrong with him. Like, I had no clue. And that's the point, is that... And so, like, 
It's a natural acceptance. When you grow up around it, you don't have to have a word for it. You don't have to know how to call it when it's just a general accepted thing. Mm -hmm. But for the general community out there who's not aware, I still get a lot of grown ass people looking at me and going, so what's your thing? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And they can't even be politically correct enough to say, oh, I noticed you have a disability. Could I ask you about that? And I would be fine with that. I don't give a damn. And I hate the word disabled, by the way. I really do. That's just me. There's no perfect way around this. You're going to hurt people's feelings. You're going to get your feelings hurt. But I think if we're trying to understand that other person and you're trying to say, you know what? These people have worth. That's where we need to get, where everyone can have Well, if you intend harm, then it doesn't matter if you use a politically correct word. Mm -hmm. If you intend harm. But if you don't intend harm and you use something that maybe you don't prefer and that person realizes that you don't intend harm, then a a simple, nice correction or a a preference indication, Mm -hmm. that person who doesn't intend harm can take that and learn from it. But people who intend harm say it they they're politically correct but they they mean to make you feel bad you're never going to teach them it doesn't matter what words they say they mean it to degrade you exactly and to speak for any marginalized group the lgbtq alphabet soup of all of us you know race gender ethnicity religion disability all of us There are days when, honestly, we're sick of the fucking fight. We're sick of being the ones that aren't seen. We're sick of going and seeing Ghostbusters and having it all be white men. Like, we got really excited when it was Leslie Jones kicking some ass for once. And sometimes someone will come at me and say, I can't help but notice you're disabled. And I go, yeah, well, you can go fuck yourself. All right, (laughs) asshole. Because sometimes we're all having a bad day. And I think we just need to have a little bit of space for all of it. Yes, microaggressions hurt sometimes. They are also teaching moments. Maybe I don't want to constantly have to teach you about your microaggressions. But by being open to the idea these conversations have to happen, I think we can start to get there. But when people are going to tune out and vote for Trump because I don't like being called a racist, so I'm going to burn the fucking country to the ground. Like, who's being the baby now? (laughs) Get snowflake. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. So let's talk about... Uh, we didn't get to her events. We got oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has a whole thing of them, too. <laughs> I am really easy Good to job, Jeremy. Track. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, we keep, do have our committee meeting. Way to keep meeting. us on track now. And host. again, those were all of my really over-the-top, sweary-filled um, opinions. You're right at home with Chris. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, He's got go. a whore mouth. You know what's funny, though? My I student, grew up on Whore Island. Oh, I know, right? But I was a school teacher for eight years, and those kids never thought I swore. <laughs> They're listening to me right now going, That's a, that's a fucking fantastic filter. I have a hard time. I can swearing. turn it on and off. I just choose to not turn it off many times. <laughs> All right, so the committee meeting is tomorrow night, 7 to 10. Uh, we are going to be meeting within our communities. If you would like to speak with me about getting involved in one so of that, those. That's the 22nd, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's tonight for those of you listening. No, tomorrow. Home. Well, well, no, they won't oh, listen. Sorry, this will magically air tomorrow. So, so <laughs> the twenty second, the Wednesday. So tonight at seven o'clock, uh, we'll be at the clubhouse on South Temple, eight fifty East South Temple. Uh, 
it's really for people that want to get involved in a very substantial way that want to join one of those committees. However, on Saturday, we are having an amazing self-care as an act of resistance workshop where you can come in. You know, I don't know how much. $15 is the donation for that. The suggested donation. And when I say suggested donation, I mean that I will find you outside and punch you. Totally not affiliated with UWU, but I will personally come and punch you for not paying. <laughs> uh, if you want to come and just have a relaxing morning because you can get burned out, guys, it is an overwhelming time and you need to learn how to take care of yourself. You got to pace yourself. You do. You really do. And we really feel as women, as nurturers, as caregivers being our traditional stereotypical role. We feel that's important for everyone, men and women. This is part of feminism. Men, welcome to the softer side of things. Go ahead and come and cry with us. And then we do have feminist bingo. That is going to be Monday, the 27th at the Cotton Bottom Inn. It's going to be sounding a lot like the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Like the opposite of the He-Man Woman Haters Club here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> there you go. I it's another obscure movie reference. Don't worry. Yeah, about rascals. The okay. rascals. <laughs> oh God, I love the Yeah, that's right. <laughs> love that show. Uh, but yeah, feminist bingo is going to be Monday, the twenty seventh, from six to nine at the Cotton Bottom Inn. Mm. And that is for twenty one and older only. It is another fundraising event, and then our monthly meeting will be the first Wednesday of every month again at the South Temple Clubhouse. It's a great space uh, if you want to come and get involved. Those are the times to do it. Thank you. Oh, sorry. We do have also the UWU ignored but not silenced direct action. We have been trying desperately to pass the ERA amendment. Women are currently not covered under the um, Constitution. We're trying to pass the ERA amendment. We have largely been silenced and told that they refuse to move that bill out of committee. It's in the Rules Committee where it will probably die a painful death. So we'll be doing a direct action. You can go on our website to find out more about that. Does something dramatic happen when it dies? Like, is it, do they burn it or like shred uh, no, it? Or? Really no, it's they, actually very anticlimactic. What, what they, they do when it, it what they do cool. when it dies is fold it in half and put it in the shred paper bin. airplanes. Yeah, it's no, they don't. No, it's, it's not even that. It's dignified. not even that. Like shit, half the time they flip it over and fucking start drawing dicks on it. It's. <laughs> It's really, really disappointing what happens. Use it as spare toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, right now, if you're Jason Chaffetz, because Hillary Clinton's completely out of the picture, you're like, well, fuck, I can't investigate her emails. I guess I'll just drop dicks on this legislation. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong there. He's not wrong. I might just go into the Capitol building and drop to my knees and scream no at the top of my lungs really loud. Well, you can do that. We will be having an ignored but not silenced direct, ac- direct action where we go in, we meet with one of our representatives. If they approve, we will put heard on our chest if they ignore us we will write ignored something like that we haven't totally figured that out but the eighth will be that direct action if you'd like to get involved and then finally saint patrick's day we're doing all kinds of fun stuff you'll see us in the parade and then that night we are having a huge saint patrick's day party tickets are on sale that is a hundred dollars for that event where's it at that is going to be you know what when is that well, it's probably it's at, it's at our yeah, it's at our same place. Okay, at the club. So St. Patrick's Day, we'll have beer, food, wine, art show. It's going to be a really great night. We have a lot of fun things, and that is our major fundraiser to really kick things off. Well, that, and that's a good way, guys, to you know get to know people in a social setting. 
Uh, alcohol will be involved, which means you'll be able to actually talk to people if you have some of those <laughs> issues with talking to people. Social anxieties. Um, alcohol is a great social equalizer, so um, it's a it good is. way to and get involved. You know, like I say, we do welcome and support, despite how opinionated I can be on a radio show. We welcome and support all different walks of life. We're looking for conversations with everyone. One of the caucuses I really feel passionate about is getting a rural caucus going. I want to be hearing from rural women. My mother, my grandmother was a rural woman who grew up in Penguich. I want to know what's going on in these rural communities. You know, the fact that we are losing massive amounts of jobs. Uh, we need to be talking about these issues as well. So if you're out there in the hinterlands, come on <laughs> up, come and meet me. I'm desperate to hear what you have to say and get those issues addressed. Cool. So cool. wait, before you ask her her, her last question, I want to know why your name is spelled with a P. Well, no, I'm going to ask her the question first. Oh, all right. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. I just asked that question, so fuck you, dude. I beat (laughs) you to the punch. My name is spelled with a P because there are 15 million Sarah Johnsons in the world, 29 currently at my rheumatologist's office, and when my husband and I got married, there were four Sarah Johnsons getting married on our same wedding date, registered at the same stores. (laughs) So, so that was a that was not a birth given name no. change. That was a conscious decision. I had a friend in junior high. We fucked around with spelling our names weird. We thought it was cute and funny. And then when Brian and I got married, I decided it had to had to stay. So I have been Sarah Johnson ever since. Well, I mean, it's awesome. not on my official do documents because I'm an undocumented immigrant. <laughs> but I, my name is Sarah Johnson. When, when you spell your name like that to people, or like you know, if you have like a fucking credit card company or someone that's got your name spelled like that. Do they fuck it up every time? And they're like, is it Peshera? Every, every time. It's amazing to me that when you say what's to it, somebody. What you got to do is go, it's like psychotic. I the do. And they still. The is yeah. silent. I do. Actually, that's my go-to <laughs> word. And then well, like, when just, when just first sent it, I thought she had a typo. And then when it kept coming up, I'm like, okay, it's not a typo. I got to ask this like, lady why she has that P in her name. I will always respond to Sarah on the street. Sarah. Because, <laughs> again, there are so many Sarahs in the world. And because in Utah, we say, Sarah Burger King around here. <laughs> <laughs> that I will not answer to you unless you call me, like, Sarah or, hey, fuckwad. <laughs> Those are kind of my two favorites. <laughs> all right last question and then we're going to talk some news um we ask everyone this and you are a uh, you're a utah native you've lived here all your life and your family has lived here for generations it sounds like in utah but not of it Um, in utah but not of so what is the one thing that you would tell people they had to do if they were visiting utah before they left oh my god you know what it is already if you guys haven't been up to the mountains what the fuck is your problem and yes it's mountain not mountain (laughs) but it's what brings me back i moved away when i was 18 as he mentioned i come from a very strong mormon background i actually have polygamy way back in the way back my grandma, actually, my grandma requested it, actually. She I said, don't. go marry someone else because I don't want to have kids. But um, I was pretty much born and raised atheist. But I tell you, I have never seen landscape like I've seen here in Utah. I, when I need to just get away from everything, when I'm feeling really overwhelmed with the politics, whether it's up into the Wasatch, whether it's out to the Salt Flats, I love every breathtaking vista in this state. It is truly unimaginable. And my great-grandfather actually helped discover Bryce Canyon. Oh, there you there go. You go. Right out there near Penguin, where my grandma was raised. Beautiful canyon. Bryce Canyon so gorgeous. Uh, okay, we're going to get some news. 
get some uh, some more Utah stuff. Noose. Some, some noose. Some noose. We're going to talk about the legislature. <laughs> I know you love it when I say it like that. What, uh, legislature? It's, it's, it's when you call them legislatures that I want to stab <laughs> your eyes with out with my there's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. Them there's and, so many people in this lawyers. state that call them legislatures. Um, we're not going to talk about them just yet. We're going to talk about some other Utah news. So um, some people in Harriman are kind of pissed off, and I think for not a good reason. Um, but uh, there was an unannounced active shooter drill in Harriman uh, that occurred. And it was Harriman High and Copper Mountain Middle, and there was one other, right? Because there's three schools that are basically... They're, yeah, they're all like, they basically share the same property. Yeah, they're all right next to each other. Um, but they all got put on an active shooter lockdown. This is a new drill. Um, thank you, incidents like Columbine. Well, Chantel uh, had one the other day at one day. Her and well, I actually talked about that <clears throat> when I took her out volunteering. You'll have that to was not a drill. It. That was not a drill. Right. But, I mean, they actually had so something happen. W- Juan Diego lo- got locked down because there was reports of a gun in what? In Jordan? Jordan? No, Copper. No, no, no. What's the high school that's over Corner there? Canyon? Yes. It was a Corner Canyon. Okay. Um, and so most of the schools in the area got locked down. Um, and that's, you know, it's just a safety thing because um, they're always worried about, you know, scheduled action or, or planned action from multiple individuals. Um what was interesting about this is it was a it was just a drill, but it was unannounced, and it pissed off a lot of parents because I mean you got to think about this. Every kid has a phone in their hands nowadays, especially in a high school, and their classroom gets locked down. The first thing they're doing is texting mom and dad, texting their friends, putting it up on social media. That's what my kids did when the when the water line broke. My daughter didn't in Riverton when the water line broke a few months ago. And they were on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I knew it before the news because my kids were. Yeah, I, and so, didn't. so on the one hand, like I think it's pretty freaking awesome that they did it. I can understand why parents are a little freaked out because they're not warned by about it. But, There's no warning when it really happens. But yeah. that's like, just that's it. the point well, of the and, drill. And here's the thing: like fire drills, what yeah. happens because we're so accustomed to fire drills or earthquake and, like, drills when they it, used to it, it being total bullshit, like in school, like oh okay, if I can walk outside and stand in a line, there's never really a fire. Now when fire alarms go off, let's take for instance Real Salt Lake. You're in a stadium, fucking twenty thousand people. The game's not started yet. The fucking fire alarm goes off. You know how many people get up and leave their seats? The Zero. teachers, none. none. They don't have the players take the field, <laughs> and like fucking ten minutes pass, and this alarm's still going off. No one's moving. It's okay. We had a fire in the shop the other day, and the fire alarm's went off, and nobody. Well, and that's my point. <laughs> and, and it was right. really a fire. And like that's my point. Like we're so accustomed to pre-planned drills. When that shit goes off, we're like, yeah, whatever. It's like a fucking car alarm. You hear a car alarm go off, you're like, yeah, whatever. Someone fucking it's not like you're running out to see if keys. your car's okay. No, no, it's like someone fucking pressed the button on their key. You don't even think someone's breaking into someone else's car. You're like, who's the fucking moron that hit the panic this button? <laughs> walks out of the shopping center. You know, and, and for all you know, yep. there's some there's some chick getting attacked, and she's hit her panic button because it's a panic <laughs> button. And you're like, God damn it, shut your alarm off, <laughs> right? So I think it's good that it was it was totally unannounced. They know that these things are going to happen at some point, but that actually puts you in that mindset of. This is fucking real, and so it's you a treat selfish it selfish of those parents to say that. I think, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the part I don't understand. And I was an educator, as I mentioned, for eight years. I did participate in live shooter drills, and they were a huge. 
pain in the ass. Oh, sure. They, they destroy yeah. your, your, your day. And you're, you're right. You know, like, for one thing, it's one thing when you go out for the earthquake or the fire drill because everyone's out on the field. They're like, let's go play soccer. Yay, whatever. You can keep them contained for a certain amount of time. But when it's an active shooter, the things you're being looked at as a teacher, can I see shadows under your door? Are the kids really on the floor? Are they huddled in this specific area away from windows away from doors you know is this really going to be a safe situation and to try to take to convince teenagers and younger to take this seriously can vary a very difficult thing um i always kind of bribed mine like shut the fuck up and i'll give you candy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and again i did not swear in front of myself but when you, ever, when you but think it's yeah. real like this when you think it's real there's no bribing needed and i think that is irresponsible personally well Chantel and her friends weren't with a teacher so had they been warned that it was a drill i guarantee you they wouldn't have done what they were supposed to do it wasn't a drill by the way right but i'm just saying had they thought it was a drill okay they wouldn't have done it because they were alone and sometimes i feel like as a parent you do have to at least maybe once a year, maybe you don't do it all the time, but at least once a year or something, especially because you've got new kids coming into a school, like if you've got freshmen coming into a new school and they don't know where they're supposed to go or what they're supposed to do, you, I mean, what do you do? Can I tell you why they can't put out a schedule for when the fire drill is going to happen? Because usually this is when, how a drill happens. I was in the teacher lounge one day and the principal came in and said, Fuck, today's the deadline for that fire drill. Sarah, can you reach over and yank that cord? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating, it's, but they're a, you that's are, but you're about not. as like, much oh, fuck, we got a week to get this thing done or we're going to miss it. Because right. it, you have no idea how much goes on in the school, you guys. You have no idea. And, um, well, no, I mean, but I do think that it is that they should be better handled. I do think the faculty, and actually our school was i'm not worried about getting fired because they're not going to fire me at this point um but i that we did pretty well on our fire drills and our live shooter drills mostly because the faculty was very well informed that yeah this is what's going on and it was a chance for us to sit down with the kids like look dudes when this really happens and every time we had a live action drill i had kids asking me well where's your gun miss johnson how are you going to keep us safe and it was just a chance an isolated chance where i could get them all on the floor and i could say shut the fuck up because this is important this time, and they actually listened. Most kids these days are well, kind of freaked out by this, and I think they need that reassurance that this isn't going to be the disaster you think it is. It's not, I don't feel it's the kind of thing where a gun's going to make it happen, going to make it any better. No. And I told them that. I said, can you imagine me with my little T-Rex arms, guys? And they'd laugh. <laughs> You're right, Ms. Johnson. We do not want you with a gun. No, you don't. You would all die well, with so my bullets. We live in Kearns. <clears throat> West Abington. And... Nothing's ever happened. Where fire trucks are stolen and parked That's by your right. house. Right by my fucking house. Right like, by your house. How did we not talk about that? I, I, we it just happened. happened right then. I taught but, in West Valley. I was right there. It just but, happened. But we're, so we live right by Kearns High School, which is like rife with. And they had a shooting while I was teaching at West Valley. And we went on a soft lockdown for that. Well, And, and so, we never knew. And so my kids went on one. They were, they go, they've, they've gone to parochial school their whole lives. And they went on one. All of almost every single drill that my kids have been through has not been a drill. They've all been actual, real, this is happening things. And so I guess maybe that's why it does not bother me is because like when my kids have 
been in a drill or something that the shooter isn't actually in their school. It's not been a drill. My kids have been shut down. And then I see the, the email come through that says, okay, uh, yeah, your school is shut down because of this. And my mom was a, um, a, a teacher's aide at the school right by uh, my girl's school and right by Kearns High. And so her school would get shut down. And I would hear about it. You know, later my mom would say, yeah, we were shut down too. And we're in there with the kindergartners and my kids are shut down. I don't know. And there's there's an actual shooter at a school within walking distance from where my kids are. And this, this shooter that didn't actually come to fruition, they don't think they ever found anything, was pretty close to my kid's school. So I guess everything that my kids have been through has been real. It's It's not been in their school. So I call them kind of drills because it hasn't been at their school. But it's been real, and I've been grateful that the people knew what to do. All right, we're going to talk about something else, because we got to talk about that fucking fire truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't print that out, because I forgot about it, but it happened. But it happened like... It, it was like a day after we, we I recorded. I think we recorded early, and, uh, and it happened... Yeah. It was a couple of days later. Yeah, it was like Tuesday or Wednesday last Can week. Can I so tell you that I ran into some... Uh, fire truck it was at the end of the week and this is why because (laughs) i was at costco on saturday with my mom no on friday and some south davis fire fighters walked by me and i was like i hope your fire trucks (laughs) 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 and they they said they said it is but we could actually use the new one so (laughs) yes so what happened for those of you that missed this fucking story so this is this actually happened right by my house like literally the the Walgreens the, the Walgreens they parked is, at your Walgreens it's like a block from my fucking house. If I stood on so, my roof, I could see the Walgreens. So uh, some ch- so fire you know fire departments um, when they have the hose trucks, not all the trucks are created equal. Like there's some trucks that you know, they don't have to do this, but uh, the trucks that do most of their actual hoses, well when they get when they got to go somewhere, like when they go to eat lunch or they go to the grocery store, they go as a crew. The whole crew gets on a truck. They all go. They have to leave the trucks running in cold temperatures because otherwise the hoses get hard and they can't use them. Like they, they, that's why they're parked in a garage all the time. And so they leave the trucks running. Well, Unified Fire, um, out by my house goes down to, don't ask me whether this fucking 7-Eleven, right? Like, it's down the street from your house. <laughs> it was the 7-Eleven by Harmon. I can yeah. see, and I, I can think, see the 7-Eleven from my house and, too. And, and, I, think, I guess they're all the time. And, and I think like, I think the, you know, I think they were probably actually in <laughs> Harmon's, not 7-Eleven, but this fucking crazy chick. Cause they park right like, there. Oh, there's a fucking fire truck. Oh, it's running. Hops in it. Fucking joy rides it up the street, like eight, nine blocks up the street. Parks it at a Walgreens, fucking walks in the Walgreens, goes in and changes and is like, hey, someone stole that truck out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chief said that is the first time that has ever happened. Well, because who thinks to steal a fucking fire she truck? She did. Like, what was passing through her mind that she's I like, I don't even okay, know how to drive it. I know. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe she's like, I want to learn. This now she can cool. say she did it. Yeah, I drove a, you fucking drove a fire truck? Because I have. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it was her shit. version of a job interview, you guys. Come yeah, on, man. let's be fair. Look, I can already drive the truck, man. Look, to be clear, she was probably high as shit. Let's let's be honest. This is Kearns. It's I'm not. just glad the South Davis Fire <laughs> Department thought it was funny. <laughs> they all think, think it's funny. They, but you know, like every... I think they all every, have a good Except for the one dude who was yeah. driving that one. You know, every <laughs> unified firefighter now is going through like fucking special like truck lockdown training. So <laughs> there's like new policies being written. They all have to go through some fucking class. Now they all now. have to have a valet key that only unlocks the doors so they can like lock it. <laughs> yeah, like, 
<laughs> yeah, Chris is like, hey, did you hear about that fire truck? I'm like, what? And he shows like, me the picture. I'm like, that's like our Walgreens. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is our Walgreens. Legit the top of our block, and there's Walgreens. I love that everything housed by your house. That's true. <laughs> nice. That kid, that, get, that dude that got shot by the cop running away from him, that was by our house. The car accident that was in the intersection yep. a couple weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, by our house. Um, Okay, so new liquor store by our house. Oh, other, that's a good thing. Other yeah. crazy shit in Utah. So, okay, th- there are so Utah Mormons like their soda, right? Like Mormons <laughs> fucking love pop. Everyone needs an addiction, and that's <laughs> I mean they fucking love soda. So they in, fucking love in, fucking in, in Utah, I mean I, I've seen that these too. places elsewhere, but nothing like Utah. Like every other fucking corner has a soda shack now. So there's a couple companies that have been around for a while. Swig. Um, so delicious. And so delicious. But but Swig, um, Swig's been around longer, right? Swig's yeah. the one that's suing, right? Yeah. So so delicious is using a term dirty. So a dirty whatever, like dirty Dr. Pepper, dirty Coke, it's basically lime and coconut inside of a drink, right? It's Swig has trademarked that, or at least they, they claim to have trademarked so that. So Mormon Jack and Coke. Yeah. Um, by the way, <laughs> I would like jack. it to be known right now that that drink you're describing with a shot of lime vodka, I have trademarked. <laughs> yeah, like that's, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it tastes good. But they're claiming to have trademarked that. Now, trademark law is interesting because basically if you can prove you used it first, you get the rights. Um, that's how trademark law works, more or less. And there's some exceptions, like there's certain things you can't trademark because, for instance, Comic-Con. I'm That's pretty sure Christina Aguilar wor- used the word dirty first, so it's hers. <laughs> so, I mean, there's certain Maybe things Madonna? that you, you, you can't trademark. So there's there's litigation that's been going on for a couple of years, really. This started like two years ago when this all um, started to happen. So well, Swig, San Diego had to find out about Comic-Con the hard way, didn't Well, they? And th- I mean, they tried to sue Denver, and, and basically they're trying to trademark Comic-Con, which stands for Comic Convention, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to have a hard time proving that. So that will eventually make it to court and they'll probably lose so the interesting thing here so swig sues this company so delicious uh because they're using dirty as the name of one of their drinks this is about two years ago right and so delicious is like fuck you you can't trademark that that's just what the drink's called it's like it's like trademarking coke oh wait no never mind because coke is trademarked right like you can't fucking say coke um because it's a it's a trademarked brand um so this has been going back and forth. They've been doing some litigation. It looked like it was going to settle. Uh, and now all of a sudden it looks like it's going to go back to court. It's so flaring back up. The, the trial, and it's set to go to a jury trial, is, is still a ways out. They're, they're talking September. How are they going to get a jury year. that hasn't had either of those? Because, I haven't. Because I, I don't like soda. But I will I tell you, I have, I have Soda Shack clients. I have clients of mine that are, are Soda Shacks. Guess what? They fucking use dirty. So why Swig is going after So Delicious? I think because they're pretty close to each other. Like I think Swig has some shacks pretty close to so the like So locations. Delicious I shacks. I feel like maybe you should go after them for like their cookie recipes because everything is the same at both places. Well, yeah, and that's... That's just it. And I can make that frosting in my kitchen. Now, I don't think Swig will win. <laughs> I, I have, think, actually. I, I don't think Swig will win because there's there's precedent for this, especially in the state of Utah prior. So Cafe Rio sued Costa Vida and fucking lost because Costa Vida stole Vida's all their... Costa Vida is more sh- delicious. Well, Costa Vida legit stole all their shit, right? So it was people that worked at Cafe Rio went, mm-hmm. uh, we can do this. They fucking opened their own place. Everything's almost identical. Recipes, the layouts, they were really fucking close. And 
Cafario went, we're going to sue you because you've copied everything that we do and opened your own place, and they lost. And Costa Vida, just just fine. So I think Swig's going to have a hard time here. Um, but So Delicious just changed some of their stuff. Um, now but, they call it very dirty. Well, and yeah. And extra dirty. Your mother is extra dirty. So extra dirty. It's interesting. <laughs> it would set a pretty big precedent, and Swig would be able to go after a lot of other small businesses They're in Utah. They're popping up Everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And I don't understand. They're nonstop. 7-Eleven and Chevron is not enough. I was up in Heber today at one that's in Heber. Yes, I've been to that shack. That Quinchet shack. Yes, I've been yeah. there. Fucking nine o'clock and there are, fuck, I kid you a not, line. 20 and it's fucking the most cars of line like down to a McDonald's it's a how the, it's away. Like the, it's like the coffee shop for Mormons. And I'm like, I go in and I'm like... Is it always? Oh yeah, this is uh, this is mom's post drop off time. It's the weirdest. So they have dropped off too. their kids at school, yeah. and they fucking come into this soda shack, and like pull into this soda shack and order a soda. And it's not like, it's it's not like going to the gas station and get a dollar soda. No, the same size as a dollar at the gas it's station at McDonald's. Dollars. It's like four, it's five, six they bucks. Get, yeah, and they give you a bucket of it. Yeah, too. it's like thirty two ounce, forty four ounce soda. And it's like $6, and people are just fucking paying it. They're not even blinking like, oh, here you go, six bucks a soda. Seriously? It's their Starbucks. I really feel that yep. they should go under the DAVC, and we should just call it the uh, Department <laughs> of Addicting Beverage Control. And can we please um, start rolling back on some of those fucking laws? Seriously, if, if these dirty sodas were legislated... Maybe the damn church would roll back some <laughs> of the New legislation York. on our personal. Well, business. speaking of liquor laws, so well, see, I did that segue just for <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're good. You fit right in. <laughs> so now Fired. we're now we're going to get into some actual Utah legislation and and what's going on up on the hill. Um, so liquor is is a great place to start. So um, one thing that it's that what unites us all. Well, yes, it should. <laughs> It's a great social <laughs> Um So we're going to talk just briefly about some stuff. Um, really, I want to talk about uh, today the price of liquor. So one of the pieces that's in that giant fucking enormous bill, because you can't, you can't just take away a dumbass thing like the Zion Curtain that everyone pretty much universally agrees is stupid. No, in order to do that, you have to fucking change five other laws regarding liquor. Uh, one of the things they're, they're talking about changing is raising the prices again. I know it's ridiculous. So, so, so here's here's a here's an example. Since we're on it. this is this is Jeremy's favorite subject. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so like a month and a half ago, I go into my local liquor store for some gentleman's Jack. It's twenty three dollars. I go in a week and a half ago. It's twenty six. Yep. It's gone up three dollars yep. in two and a half three weeks. So Utah has Utah. There Utah is one of several states that that actually controls some of the pricing on liquor. So it's Utah's not alone. A lot of other states do it. We're not the worst in some areas. We are the worst in terms of wine markup. We are the highest in terms of wine markup. $7 bottle is $13. Yeah. And so... And unfortunately, wine is my drink. And the article in the Tribune is kind of misleading. It doesn't fucking cost $7 to make the bottle of wine. That's the wholesale price that we're bringing it into the state at is $7. So our wine is really expensive here. And, and, and you can see that very clearly if you ever go down to like Vegas or out the window or even to fucking Wyoming and buy the exact Wyoming, same yeah. bottle of wine, the you're paying way less. I mean, you're, you're, you're paying usually 3 to $4 less for a cheap bottle of wine. Well, especially because you can use your Smith's card so to like, go to Wyoming. Yeah, like you're... you're <laughs> Barefoot, like your, points. Your, yeah, your barefoot. generic bottle of barefoot here. Barefoot. I mean, you really can't find a bottle of wine in a Utah liquor store for less than like nine or ten bucks. Like occasionally you can get them for like eight. 
Um, well, they'll do the deal of the week, maybe. Yeah, but but you're talking seven ninety nine. Well, and you're talking like you go to Wyoming, that same thing, six bucks, right? So drive forty five minutes. And here's what's fucking insane to me: Utah. Not only do they control that markup, but then they make taxes on top of that. So all of that money comes right back into the pockets of of Utah government. I I'm not necessarily like opposed mm-hmm. to that. Um, I think it's a great place uh, to make money as a money teacher. As a state. I am opposed to that because where's the money going after it goes into the legislators' pockets? Well, it's and not that's, the schools. No, and that and that's that's true. I, I that's why I am a strong supporter of the lottery because um, that would go right to education if you follow any other ways that is states it, are doing it. Was it Harriet that was that thanked us for? Yeah, Harriet thanks us for, for, for educating him. Um, so, so this says real quick. This says Oregon has the highest markup on spirits at one hundred and nineteen percent. Yeah, and that's that's hard alcohol. So that's your vodkas, whiskey. Alabama one hundred and five, and Virginia one hundred. So we're fourth. Yeah. Well, and so it's interesting because <laughs> not a lot of states do state-run liquor stores, so they have those markups. And basically, what happens is all the hard liquor that comes into the state goes into a state holding warehouse, essentially, and then that gets pushed out to liquor stores. Liquor stores can still set the prices themselves, but they're paying more because the state's pulling that money from like the warehouse essentially. But they're getting it at a different rate than we are. So that same $11 bottle of wine here, even though the markup may be higher, let's say in Portland, or let's take whiskey for example, maybe higher in Portland, they're probably still paying less overall because they're getting it at a better wholesale rate than we are. You know, instead of paying $11 a bottle, they may be paying 7 and so their prices are still better, and they can still do it more competitively because it's an actual, you know, free market. It's a capitalist economy. All you fucking assholes so, up on the, the, the hill that, that so want us to have privatized business. We've talked about this before. Last year, uh, the DABC made $405.9 million. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Is that it's a all? lot of money. And of yeah. that... Um, I thought I drank a lot more than that. Only forty-six point six million of that was kept by the DABC. The rest went. Nobody really knows where the rest exactly. went. It, it goes into the state coffers, and it gets. And then the state spent. doesn't pay for anything. By the way, did you guys come down Ninth East to get to my house? Have you seen the potholes? Yeah. <laughs> That's really why we need to buy new cars. The church parking lot. Welcome to sixty-two hundred South. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. I really do want to make a call to all you hipster craft cocktail asshole, assholes out there. Like, it's time to march on the hill. We need a hipster craft cocktail aficionado march, don't you think? I, I think so. And There's if I'm going to pay $14 for a really great Manhattan that's mostly club soda anyways, like, I think it's time for you guys. And this is, I want Chili's to get the hell out of the state and pull a Patagonia, pull an outdoor retailer. We're yeah. not bringing in our little margarita our little cheapo little margaritas because it's not their ultimate margarita guys it's got that much tequila no it doesn't have country. anything yeah, they nothing. all have special drink menus so where them. are my alcoholics and why am i not seeing you up on the hill because <laughs> <laughs> they're drunk and passed out on yeah, their couch know, when, you, when you start your morning with a beer bar. in the shower guys <laughs> if you get sick do it on the capitol lawn please <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you where todd weiler's now, office uh, is i will say there do it in front of the white church there is one good thing to the way our state does it the markup is set so they don't adjust that based on a liquor. It's just a set percentage no matter what. So the the example that this Trib article gives at the end is actually Pappy Van Winkle, which I, which I actually point to. So it's a very limited distribution that comes out of that place. 
So most of the time, that comes out, you know, Utah gets X number of bottles. 107, to 100 exact. And, 107 For the whole state this year. So I don't know how great it is, but in Utah, um, that bottle is 60 bucks. Do you want to know how much it goes for at auction? Uh, this says 270 thousands. on so average. 270 is the average well, in other states. Um, but those bottles go on auction for thousands of dollars. Yes. Thousands. And we can get them for 60 Now, you can only get them for 60 if you know someone in the DABC and they know when the delivery date or is. Or you know someone out of state. Yeah, well, but in Utah, if you want to get it at 60 bucks in Utah... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know when it's gonna be here. You gotta, you gotta know be where at it's the gonna liquor be. store as soon as they and put you, it on the shelf. You gotta be in the line before the liquor store even opens, or you're not getting to get it. your lottery ticket. Yeah, to get the bottle. <laughs> so anyway, this is why we like having family in Denver. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. So and let's <laughs> we'll talk about the outdoor retailer show just briefly. Um, it's gone. Yeah, we if, covered it. Bye bye. If, if there's any hope of keeping it, uh, that's long gone. Thanks. Yeah, see, I tried to give you a segue for that one too, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, th- I'm not really going to spend much time on it. We, we talked about it talked about in it the last couple week. weeks. Yeah, um, it's gone. Forty-five million dollars a year is bye bye. This is people's wow. life. Cafe Molise is right there, and I. That's their business. That's what they look the, forward the to hotel, every year. The hotel's right there downtown. I mean, this this. I mean, really, twice a year, this infuses all the little restaurants and hotels. Right in that area. Thanks, there's, Herbert. There's no other show that hits Utah that, that's that size in terms of bringing no, outside not. people. Um, thanks, so thanks, Governor Harry Herbert. It's not just Herbert. It's our fucking congressman, too, sending resolutions up to Washington saying, hey, rescind Bears ears. It's fucking dickhead Mike Lee up in the U.S. Senate. Mike, Mike Lee. Lee. It, it's... it's it's our inability to fucking believe that public lands should be public lands and not sold to fucking mines so and oil companies. We had Misty Snow on our show quite a few times, um, bringing up debates against Mike Lee. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't watch that, man. <laughs> All right. You so know, can I just get a round of applause for Misty for even attempting Oh, she's it. fucking she's awesome. She's amazing. We love Misty. We love Misty very dearly. Um, so I will say, so Utah lawmakers... Um, there is a bill up on the hill right now, um, basically mimicking the federal law, but making it so that Utah can enforce that federal law a little bit better to keep guns out of the hands of domestic violence uh, perpetrators. I'm for that. So for that. Uh, essentially, the, the legislation's one of the thing. One of the big things it does is within 72 hours of the charge, uh, all the guns and ammunition have to be removed from the home by court order. Um, so. Whether you're guilty or not doesn't fucking matter. If it's been reported, all that shit comes out of the home until all that's resolved. If you get off, you get it back. It's no big deal. If you get found guilty, you don't get it back because you don't fucking get to have a gun for beating a woman or, or, or beating your husband or whatever. Or children. Or- and it doesn't matter who. Beating your fucking dad. You yeah. know, if you are convicted of a domestic violence uh, offense, you should not be able to have a gun. And there are case after case after case. We fucking hear about it. The dude... You know, wife tries to file a restraining order against him. Two weeks later, he shows up at church and fucking unloads in her car. What well, just happened her. at Walmart in American Fork? Yeah. yeah. I can think of 10 personal examples in my circle of friends. And they were, I, I was reading one study on this. And you're not going to die if you don't have your guns for a few weeks or months while charges well, a, are being disputed. And maybe it doesn't actually, maybe you don't get convicted of it or whatever. You're not going to die. At the very least, it's a cooling off period. Like, okay, you're really fucking mad. Your ass is going to jail. 
I don't want you to go home and still be pissed off because you spent the night in jail and fucking shoot your wife. So we're taking all your guns while you're in jail. You can come home and, you know, yes, so be it. If you strangle her, we can't stop that necessarily. But you're not going to fucking shoot her. You're not going to have that easy out, right? And I was I was looking at some different studies and stuff today, um, kind of preparing. And it's something like, I want to say like 44% of, of gun-related uh, homicides yeah, I think are, you're right. in, in Utah, at least, are domestic violence. They're related to domestic violence. There's a lot of domestic violence That's fucking Utah. crazy. Almost half of our gun-related homicides are tied to domestic violence. So this is absolutely. I'm 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 happy to see this this bill getting pushed through. I'm surprised to see this bill. Honestly, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's gun control in a very conservative and a very gun loving state. I, I kind of like it. I don't know. We're getting rid of all these rights for women. Wouldn't it be easier if we just killed those women quicker? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do that. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> between the back alley look, abortions that they have to go get, that they might gonna, get infections and die from. Who's going to make me dinner if we kill them? Honestly. Uh, you cook in our and house. And who's bringing true. polygamy back if we have four <laughs> men for <laughs> every woman? I am. He, told, he I totally want, cooks in our house. I don't so. want more than one fucking wife. Anybody that wants more than one wife is, in, is fucking insane. I'm sorry. It's hard enough to love one person that much. True, but you know what? Do you think if we had just I think allowed? Came out wrong. <laughs> wow. well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, glad you guys drove in separate I'm cars. not getting any tonight. <laughs> Surprise for the best. <laughs> um, uh, uh, all right. What are you saying, sir? That short circuit in my brain. I have no. That's idea. okay. We'll we'll talk about something else, and then we'll talk about women. Okay. Um, uh, vehicle safety. She's instances. like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> so we were talking house. earlier. <laughs> We were talking earlier about driving cars until they fucking fall apart on us. That may be closer to a reality. Um, there is a piece of legislation up on the Hill right now. It is uh, HB 265. And it's moving along very smoothly. I like it. So basically the legislation is to get rid of vehicle safety inspections. Um, so vehicle safety inspections, if you ever owned a vehicle, you have to fucking go get it inspected. They look at your window tent and your lights and you fucking check engine light. And and the cracks that you get in your window from the concrete trucks that don't yeah, have to have a cover on them. But exactly. the windshield companies want fresh windshields that so they lobby the congressman. So safety inspections, um, what do you guys think? I mean, should we have them? Are they necessary? I think emissions, yes. Safety, yes. no. I think our safety emissions, oh my God, where's my husband when we need him? He. I'm surprised he's not like, ah, I'm coming! <laughs> he seriously has issues with this very so. topic. But yeah, they are ridiculous. Uh, you have a, the measurement on your windshield. <laughs> and the placement too, I think. Yeah, is so tight. You, ha- you have any little crack in there at all and you have to go and get it replaced that's ridiculous it's prohibitive it's classist it and is. it's going to keep people from being able to drive so they're interesting but it's going to keep a lot of money in the windshield repair, repair companies pockets. oh i know so we just got my windshield replaced and it's had a crack that's like that's four and a half feet long for months and months, and months. <laughs> it's like your whole windshield <laughs> yeah well, pretty it's much. just annoying at that point like so. it, it 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 has gone to the point where like the light hits it or whatever and you're like oh, oh it's just the crack go to texas <laughs> shattered so, but, windshields it looks like they hit buffalo but, for sport daily <laughs> out there but like i mean it, it, it's been fine and and it's Mule more beer. just i don't know but 
so Chris is going to do it not on the insurance because he's like, oh, I don't want it to count against you. And I work in the insurance field. And I'm like, it's not going to count against you. And I have a $50 deductible. So don't fucking pay $300 when it's going to cost you 50. But we look at the invoice and they're well, they charge ch- the fucking insurance company like $600. <laughs> But they were going to charge us if we paid cash like two sixty. Yeah, such a racket. Well, I like seriously? for the same fucking thing. They didn't do anything special. Um, safety inspections. So the the cool thing is there have been a lot of studies. Um, like half the states in the union uh, have already gotten rid of them. Um, and there's been a lot of studies, and basically all the studies say the same thing. Uh, it's has there's no link to preventing any kind of accidents and safety inspections. People's brakes don't just fucking fall off their car when they're driving and it causes horrendous collisions. It just doesn't happen. And in the rare instance that it does, it's it's not. And they look at some of the numbers like in Utah, they said something like 60,000 get rejected for safety violations. But if you look at the actual numbers of what those safety violations are, it is. It's stupid shit. It's like license plate light bulb. Yeah, a fucking light bulb yeah. in your license plate. So I've had to replace one because a fucking asshole failed it for safety. You know why I failed it for safety? Because I have to take it back and he has to fucking do it again and if i still fail then he can fucking charge me again the next time i come back that third time yellowed headlights if you're if the glass covering your headlights is too yellow my window tint if your fucking we did that with a brand new car my husband just he drove out to seattle to get this car out there drove it back here and the tint wasn't right and he had to retint our entire car yeah stupid it's absolutely fucking dumb my headlights were too foggy once yeah and the stuff that yeah. the real <laughs> yeah. did you go to a different place and they were fine with it i did like because that's, like, legit, that's the, the other thing it's all subjective it's all subjective and, and the real safety problems the real safety shit that you need to pay attention to tread depth on your tire they don't fucking check they don't fucking care like your tire can be fucking showing steel cabling and you will pass a safety inspection because it's not one of the things they have to check brakes well, you they have don't to check your brake pad thickness. They just check to make sure your car stops. Well, you have to take into consideration how the age range of cars that are on the road and, you know, all well, the different things that... The reality work. is to pass emissions, your car's got to be fairly new these days. Like, it's hard to pass emissions with a 1955 fucking piece of shit. Hey, if the EPA doesn't exist anymore, it doesn't matter. Well, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Since that's, that's true. all going away. Good point, Jess. And the Department of Education. It's all <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, there you go. Bye. Uh, so anyway, I guess we're all in agreement then. I want to make sure that Volkswagen takes my car before the EPA is taken away, though. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, I think we're all in agreement then. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. So I just don't think there's a good argument to keeping them anymore. Um, they just they just don't they don't make an impact. All right, last thing we're going to talk about, and then we'll we'll end the show. Um, it's a good topic for uh, uh, our friend Sarah here to be with us. So this this last week, oh, I know. Um, <laughs> She's all excited. You should see her. We had what was it? What's his She's name? Had a Green? straighter. James Green, right? Isn't that his name? Yes. Uh, so he was the vice president of <laughs> the Republican Wasatch Party, Wasatch County, Wasatch County Republican Republican Party. two days ago. Um, so there's. There's legislation up on the hill here in Utah right now to get women equal pay. Um, it's a piece of legislation that's actually seems like it's going to pass. It seems like hey, it's got good traction. we host babies. We should get paid more. Well, <laughs> so fucking James <laughs> no, Green. No, we are hosts to parasites. James Green that? puts this fucking letter out. He writes this letter about why women <laughs> do not deserve equal pay. And he it's says. so good. 
<laughs> if businesses are forced to pay women the same as male earnings, that means they will have to reduce the pay for men they employ. Simple economics. If that happens, then men will have an even more difficult time earning enough to support their families, which will mean more mothers will be forced to leave the home where they per- may prefer to be to join the workforce to make up the difference. Uh. Like... <laughs> By the way, he resigned two days ago. <laughs> well, he resigned two days ago after getting. Uh, by the way, this is this is. Uh, I think you need to. Re- I'm going to read the other because I have the actual letter here. Oh yes. Do you guys um, know my vagina so is, clapped when he rejected. <laughs> this is this is he for just just so you guys know. This is for Senate Bill 210. Um, you know, write your senator. Let them know. Write your, your representative. Call it. The, the, you know, call them. Um, go up and visit them and say, hey. You guys should I would want to know what it says, though, because in quotes, this is certain employers. So I would want to know what the stipulations on that is. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, the goal here is to, and if you look at some of the details, it's, it's really to create a, a pay index um, to kind of give people a better guide of, of where pay is for a given position. So Are you going to read part Are you of gonna it? going to read it? Yeah, I just want it just because it's asinine. Um, and you can't e- make this shit up. Yeah. No, and you can. <laughs> and as even more women thus enter the workforce that creates more competition for jobs, even men's jobs, <gasps> and puts <gasps> further, <laughs> down, further downward pressure on the pay for all jobs, meaning more and more mothers will be forced into the workforce. And that is bad for families and thus for all of society. Right. So all of cycle. you lesbians and single moms out there right now, how dare you not consider... The pay of even men. men. They have rights. Why are you trying to take their rights away? Well, and he, he, tried, he tried to clarify and, and kind of backtrack a little bit. And he said, I want to clarify that the main focus of my letter was to express that I didn't feel the government should be dictating to private establishments what they must do in regard to employment, hiring, and wages. But that no, is actually the continued argument them. about equal pay is that it shouldn't be a government-controlled well, issue. We and, talked about that with and, Misty Snow. And I... I agree that in a perfect world, it's not a government-controlled issue. But guess what? We don't live in a fucking perfect world. We have OSHA because back in the fucking early 1900s, we had 12-year-old kids getting their fucking arms cut off in factories because there was no fucking controls on safety and there was no controls on child employment and child labor rights. Amen. The reason affirmative action came about is because black people and other people of color had no fucking way to get into schools that white people attended. Harvard and Yale just simply didn't take them. Why? Because they, they were black. Because they didn't have to. And so affirmative action came about to force people to start fucking treating others equally. It wasn't a leg up. It was let these fuckers in because they deserve to be here too. I found the name for our podcast. <laughs> what? What? I will pray for America. I'll That's pray. what he said when he stepped down. <laughs> and and they, you know, the nice thing to see was all the Republicans jumping in right after that and, and going, he's a fucking psychopath. He doesn't speak for us. Uh, yes, they still vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so. they, they say that up front, but their votes show otherwise. That's two faced, <sighs> hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, if you guys really want to know how they work up there, come sit in on a committee meeting. I, it is a circus. It's fun. Oh, committee meetings. Are I crazy. used to, I used to work for a, the Utah Hospital Association, no and they have you. lobbyist stuff the going shit on. And that comes out of their mouths up there. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy. Lavar Christensen called a doctor shameful for bringing up facts the other day. Yeah, yeah. fuck you and your facts. 
I don't in believe fact, those. Yep. I get to choose what facts <laughs> I believe and which ones Fuck I use. Fuck you and your facts. You need to anesthetize, anesthetize that thing, that microorganism in your fucking belly that can't feel anything. Uh, you need to shove a needle in there and fucking give it some kind of anesthesia but before you kill it. But shouldn't be telling employers what to pay women, especially when black women are making... E- what Even is less. it, 50? Oh, it's like fucking 50 cents to the dollar. Yeah, so the 72 cent to the dollar thing, that's for us. I know, I feel pretty privileged. I mean, Utah, right. white. I, I well, think actually Utah, because Utah 77 cents to the dollar for a mm-hmm. white woman to a white man, and I I think that's one of the higher ones in the nation. Yeah. It's still not good enough. But you, yeah, you get down into... But that once just you start getting seventy seven percent of a yeah. person or disabled women, you want to talk about that? I think it's like forty six. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about how much you know Deseret Industries pays their disabled. Employees oh my god! And fucking Goodwill and the Salvation <laughs> Army and the bullshit <laughs> that goes on there. That's fucking terrible. Absolutely. Trust in Jesus. Everything will be okay. That's, that's for another show, though. Jesus. That's for another <laughs> that's show. That's going to be If I love Jesus, I wouldn't be crippled. <laughs> so I'd like to thank the gods of... Uh, it's all your fault. I'd like to thank the gods of, of geometry <laughs> and science today um, for uh, making this all possible. Damn you, gods of geometry. Get the leaves out of my house. Uh, thanks, Sarah, for for joining us. It's been, been no, a lot I of think fun. we joined her. Yeah, <laughs> um, Utah, Utah Women Unite. Um, go out to one of their meetings. Um, the first Wednesday of every month. First Wednesday of every month at the clubhouse on South Temple. We'd love to see you, and thank uh, you guys for coming over. Yeah, if you want to get involved, especially get involved in local stuff that's going on, that's a, a great resource for you. Um, where can they reach you uh, on the web world? Oh my god. Web world. <laughs> the interwebs. On the interwebs. Is that like Spider Man's secret universe? I think yeah, so. We are at utahwomenunite.org. You guys have Facebooks and Twitters and whatnot? We do. We're all over Facebook. You know what? I'm not even sure what our Twitter handle is. I suck at the Twitter. Um, If you would like to know more about legislative activity and getting involved in some of our caucuses, you can email me at Sarah J. That's Sarah with a silent P. J at gmail.com. And that's Sarah with an H, too. Oh, yes, and it's an H. P-S-A-R-A-H. Sarah. It's like Pharaoh, but not even close. Sarah. We do have a lot of fun up there, and I tell you, it's a beautiful building. The Capitol building is really beautiful. It can seem intimidating, but you know, you just really feel like you're doing something when you're up there. And if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Plus, you should go into the cafeteria and just browse Gil Facebook. <laughs> the new Utah podcast. I just joined Gail Rosica's knitting club, actually. <laughs> <laughs> are you oh knitting pussy God. caps? We are. We're actually all up there knitting pussy caps right Sweet. now. That's awesome. So if you'd like to come knit a pussy cap, find Utah Women Unite or Gail. <laughs> I hear they're great party hats. They really yeah. are. I, Gail's very sweet. She told me, uh, she complimented me very sincerely on a testimony I gave. So That's great. There nice. you go. You got to talk to She's not all bad. Uh, if you like what you hear, please share. Uh, out on the uh, and go to Wizarding Days this weekend. Yeah, go to Wizarding Days. Go It'll see be a lot our of friends fun. Raven and Crit and Val. Raven, go go see the the fun, awesome geekdom that is that is Utah. Um, go make an a, infrared wand. I think they might still have some left. So fucking cool. Speaking of sharing, I think I'm going to go use the heat of toilets. <laughs> you totally should. I expect a <laughs> <the> toilet. <laughs> <laughs>